and welcome to RPG Digest. In this live stream formatted podcast, we discuss tabletop role-playing games and comment on the RPG hobby as a whole. Uh, I am John Maxliashlo, your favorite, most cherished curmudgeon, critic, and judge. Along with me straight from the vomitorium is Heathen Dog. How are you doing today, sir? I was doing fine up until you showed me one sentence of your segment, too. <laughs> and- now... Now I'm, now I'm not doing so well. But what's funny is what we're going to talk about, or one of the things we're going to talk about, because yours is quite interesting as well, um, is something that's actually kind of being talked about by everybody right now. We're a little late to the game on this one, and uh, the fact that it surprised you like that is awesome. It's almost like, you know, no, I am your father kind of thing, you know, 30 years later, <laughs> you're like, oh my God, somebody reacted, you know. <laughs> so that that's... Uh, that's I, I tried to wait until my son was old enough before he saw it to really grasp it. But, you know, Star Wars is so ubiquitous that he already knew, even though he didn't understand. Yeah, well, I, I, it was it was great for me because uh, I watched it with my wife and I was debating. This is years ago, back when we were in Germany the first time. And uh, I was debating, should I do it one through six just so she sees the whole thing from beginning to end? Or should I do it, you know, kind of like the way I say, treat her like the kid because I want the kid to see the original first and then go to that, you know, for that oomph. It's like, what? Let's, let's do it the right way. Let's do four, five, six, one, two, three. And I'm telling you, she reacted. I was like, yes, I can die a happy man. I, <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I guess it's different when you marry someone from another culture. Well, yeah, but everybody in Japan's seen it too, except for her. Except for her, apparently. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Even she kind of admitted she's like the only person who'd never seen it. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so yeah, I don't have the kid experience, but I, I have the wife experience. And I think that's just as good. Here we go. Hey, Chimerian, how you doing? Um, yeah, yeah, something to look forward to. So how was your week? Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, nothing nothing good, nothing bad happened. It was all stay the course type deal. It's the beginning of the year. You know, things are finally dying down, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah took lot- the tree down today. Two weeks, two weeks. Uh, you're a little late on that one, buddy. Yeah, I meant to do it last weekend, but didn't get around to it. <laughs> Uh, gotta find, you know what? You're fine by this week's segment too. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> I do. Uh, uh, what, what, so yeah, my week was, uh, it's frustrating. This entire week was frustrating with one caveat. Um, I'm trying to get a couple more videos done for, you know, the 10 minute introductions. And yeah. I thought I knew more about this game that I'm working on right now than I did. And, uh, just say that a lot of my 
impressions or understandings of the game were wrong. So I have to relearn the game, so to speak, relearn the game uh, so that I can make the video correctly. And I, that, that angered me. And then I keep getting caught up watching like the GM's alcove. <laughs> I like to chat with them so I don't get anything done. Or then I get stuck on uh, 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 Aaron Pedantic's wife. Uh, Dolly, what's what's her channel name? Dolly Pop, I think it is. Uh, but Aaron Pedantic's wife stream raging over two different streams this week, uh, which is a kind of our impetus for segment two. Uh, not directly. I'm, I'm not calling her out, but, you know, it's spurred yeah. on the moment here. And, yeah, it just makes a, you know, I'm typing in people's chats instead of in my in my notes to get to get my bullet points done. Right. So um, other, you know, other than that, like I said, just not getting the things done I need to get done. Uh, other than that, um, I as some of you already know, uh, if you watch Friday night or if um, you're on our discord, and to all the whiners out there, no, I am not going to spill private messages. I don't care if they're nice or not. I don't spill private messages. So I don't do it. Not not direct language anyway. But uh, Andy from uh, from Fasted Games contacted me. And uh, she's like, hey, uh, you made this great 10-minute introduction video about Earthdawn, and then you slam Fasted Games in your bonus commentary. I'm like, well, yeah, I did. Uh, but I, but I explained to her why. I did, you know, I did it respectfully. Hey, look, I was honest, uh, but I did it respectfully. and and. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little nervous about the, re the, the reply I was gonna get back. So I went in there with one eye open, going, and it was a great, a fantastic response that she gave. Of course, it was, you know, it could have been better if she was like, Max, everything you say is perfect, and we now bow down to you, but that didn't happen. But I got the next best thing. So, you know, um, so a, a lot of respect gained there, um, you know, between me. I, I don't know if I wanna say entirety of FASA games, but, you know, at least. Her explanations, her point of view gave me a bit of an eye opening. And I was like, okay, you know what? Uh, I can respect that. So um, am I going to buy Earth on products right now? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> it's not like I need to. And I still have my, my premise that if you write this certain way, I'm just not going to buy your book. So, uh, but let's be fair. Did I not promote it in that? Did you watch that 10 minute introduction? Not that no. you need it, but um, no, I, I didn't think I needed it. So, I you know, but but across the board, pretty much everybody's. Oh my god, that's a great video. And so, I mean, I'm still talking well about the game. You know? Oh, um, yeah. If you're staying on task and getting things done, you wouldn't be a gamer. Yeah, for, the thing is, I don't even game. In fact, last night while I had a great time, I was like. I'm not getting anything uh, on on your game, which we'll talk about in a moment. The the bridge crew game. I'm like. Please tell me you got the kid. Please tell me you got the kid. Please. God. Okay, fine. I'll join. <laughs> like, I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. But uh, and then uh, Sharis and I talked until like two in the morning. He had Jesus a bunch Christ. of uh, gaming questions. And so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch her stream. I was afraid I'd piss her off. Man, you know what? I, I got to give her credit on a couple of things. She let a lot of comments go that I didn't think that she would. So whether by blocking people or telling them to shut up or something, uh, she, I, I know I put a couple of juicy takes out there. So, uh, but uh, I, I definitely wasn't the worst of the worst, but she let a lot of them go. So, you know, kudos to her on that one. Cause I don't like people that uh, if, if you're just going out there being a dick, you know, that's one thing, but you know, just, if you've got a strongly held opinion, I, I like it when people are allowed to express them. Just like the guy who I didn't kick off of our Facebook group who got really irked with us for, was it last week's episode or the week before? I don't know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, be, because uh, he didn't realize that it was segmented and, yeah. you know, he, he he thought we were baiting and switching him. Yeah. Because we're supposed to talk about mechanoids and instead we're talking about woke stuff. 
and you shouldn't do that because woke is awesome and uh he just didn't watch segment one he just came in for segment two apparently yeah or whatever yeah oh as you can tell we completely reformatted our show for him yeah <laughs> like everything's different now all right i already put this on the screen but that's who we are this is how you play a great game i almost sent this to andy but chose not to <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, it that's should've. not appropriate. No, it wasn't appropriate for the conversation. I, I'm telling you, she was really respectful, and I, and, I, and I appreciate that more than a lot of people understand. It's like the same thing, you know. I had a couple of people say, "Man, you should have, you should have just ripped her a new hole." But why? She wasn't being a bitch to me, you know. Like, thank you, Crafty. Yay, Crafty! Thank you very much. It's like when JSG was on. Like, I, could I have gone stronger? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know because some of the stuff he's talking about, I just don't care and don't know much about i don't get in the personal lives of people who you know made games in 1970 uh but yeah clip that i said 1970 get over it um but you know th th i i rant on here as a generalization and to attack twitter mafia and to you know do what i do why, why when somebody sends me a respectful dm honestly asking you know, WTF uh, on the whole, what's your problem with Fast Games? Why am I just going to be like, because you're all a bunch of blah, 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 blah. You know, why would I do that? No. Your game sucks. Don't necessarily agree with that, so. All right. Um, in fact, I say that in that my bonus commentary is exactly how I would run Earth on now. As you can see, those are websites, discords, locals, and our red bubbles. That's right. We have more than one of each because we can that cool. yeah and you can watch us on odyssey you know i haven't been to odyssey in like two months i really need to go see if we got comments over there uh sorry odyssey people this that's not any disrespect i literally forget about it. i can't pop it out and i don't want to put it on the screen because it actually takes up more resources than you might think um i yeah i just i haven't gone there my bad we're on rumble now too i don't know if you know that uh, Rumble, Rumble will take all of our YouTube videos, kind of like Odyssey does. So, sure. uh, got all of our stuff on Rumble now. Okay. And of course, we want to thank our monetary backers, subscribers, and cheers, members, and super chats. We're actually, I don't know if you know this, but we have more YouTube members than I thought we had. You told me. So, yeah. So, we have to, you know, maybe start doing a little something, something for them. I'm thinking like uh, maybe like a Wednesday night um, just on our Discord, since they all have access to our Discord if they choose to accept it. Um, for the backers only we have that backers only channel we never use <laughs> just That's go in true. there have a quick you know an hour-long conversation with some people talk about gaming stuff you know something like that let's start start small work our way up or do but, a, uh, do a, a youtube stream for members only yeah but the the yeah I, I, we could do that i just feel like that cuts out the locals and the um and the twitch subscribers that's true it does well, no, yeah. you, you can you can do stream yards and stream to both, but set them to subscriber subscriber only and member only. Does StreamYard um not not yeah, I guess recognize or respect that selection? I don't know. I, I imagine you would have to manually do it after you start the stream in Twitch. But I think it would work. We could test it. There's no yeah. reason not to. Sure. Let's test um, it right now. Everyone who's watching <laughs> on Twitch, hang on to your butts. <laughs> uh yeah i'm not testing that uh so i want to thank all of our locals backers our stream yard our stream labs uh, you know too many stream things stream labs uh tippers there you go tippers and that's how uh how crafty donated thank you very much crafty 
and uh, our PayPal backers. Uh, absolutely appreciate that. Remember, PayPal and Streamlabs is by far the best way to tip or donate because then most of your money actually goes to us instead of to those other services. But hey, you do you, you do it how you want. Want to thank all of our followers and subscribers, our chatters and lurkers. And of course, if you don't want to give money to us, give it to the Wounded Warrior Project and help somebody who's got some sort of mental or physical disability due to being blowed up or put on fire or some other nonsense like that. And I think we're ready just to jump square away yeah. right into segment one. What do you think? I think it's I'm going to tell you, you know, I have a really dry mouth, so reading is going to be a pain in the butt, but I will do it. Uh, well, let me... You go ahead and, and uh, hydrate, and I'll give it a start. Uh, okay. We're going to go to let me, let me get this up page first. 73. Already there. Already there, All sir. Right. Um, F11. Oh, there you go. You have to hit the keyboard for F11. Did you? F, oh my God, see, I can't even talk, but I want to talk. F11. Uh, and I want to do it this way. So click. Share. Right. We're going to be talking about the journey. What is the journey? There's the journey. It's the only way to win. And yes, I am going to hydrate while you go through our timeline. Um, I don't remember, just real quickly, I don't remember. Oh, if, what am I doing here? I don't know. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> All right. For segment one today, we are going to be talking about book two, the entirety of book two of the Mechanoid Invasion trilogy. Uh, the reason we're going to be doing all of book two is because we really went through the basics with book one. We'll talk about some of the things that I want to say change, but, you know, how the storyline slash adventure progresses. We won't spoil anything, I hope. Um, but and then we'll show off some more of the creatures and monsters and uh, and uh, mechanoids. Oh, my, that you'll find in here. But uh, also, do, 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 don't forget, we have a three thousand subscriber subscriber giveaway coming up here soon we've i've capped it off I, we're giving away those five books and 10 gift cards 10 25 dollar gift cards cap done that's what we're gonna do um so yeah uh, yeah that's what we're gonna do stay tuned for 3,000 subscribers when that happens and of course rpg digest is a live stream podcast discussion not a concise step-by-step -step tutorial we may deviate off topic and go on tangents we love to go on tangents and there is our segment one little thing and now Excellent. heathen dog can all right re restart now this. <laughs> the the whole we're gonna do a little little bit of a recap first we'll you know it, it gives you a little example ar stuff now if you remember the way they do armor rating here is uh in, in later palladium it's like natural armor which means if you equal to or beat the armor rating you do damage if you do not equal or beat the armor rating in your two hit roll you don't do any damage at all Right, that's how it works, and it, it gives examples of of uh, different kinds of armor, you know, cloth armor. Have fun with that. You know, it's not great. Uh, how to play role playing game? Not going to worry about that. <laughs> and then uh, in the next page, it goes down to uh, some some uh, acronym explanation because that this book loves the acronyms. So in the beginning, as, as a technical writer, this kills me. This kills me as a technical writer. This is a hundred percent backward. You do the full uh, term first, then you do the then they do acronym. the acronym. Yeah, okay, yeah. I okay, but they, that's what they do here. That's yeah. that's fine. Now, invasion event up to date. If you remember, oh, right. at the end of the last book, not looking good. It was not look, looking good for for our, our plucky uh, humans, uh, brothers from another mother type thing. All right, because uh, the mechanoids came, they saw, and they killed all the plants. 98 percent yeah 
98% of the plant life on the on the uh, on Gideon E is now dead, which means the planet, as far as the people are concerned, is dead. They're living on a corpse. They thought they had a runaway greenhouse effect before. <laughs> now it's going to get bad. Well, how's there a greenhouse effect if there's nothing to give greenhouse? No, no, the, the, there's nothing to take out the, to take oh, out the yeah, CO2. Yeah, just scrub it. Yeah, actually, I had that yeah. backward. You're right. You're right. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, uh, even if the mechanoids left today and never came back, everyone on Gideon E is dead. If they can't get off the planet, they're just dead. So, this Ooh. is one month after the, the, the events of the first book. Second month. The defoliation of the planet's completed. 98% <laughs> of all plant life gone. Thousand colony falls. Human casualties over 96%. All the property destroyed and a major mechanoid base is established in its guts. This is really fall. give me the visuals of that of the beginning of Terminator 2. Yes, yes. This is very, very Terminator 2. Uh, New Gideon falls. I, think, I believe that was the capital. Uh, human casualties, 90, 87%. 98% all property dead. Makanok? Ma yeah, okay. Makanok sounds good. Makanok Outpost Falls. Human casualty, 100%. Everyone, everyone died there. Granny didn't make it. Cool. Williams Outpost Falls. They all died. Mem Mem Mbiji? 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 Seacoast Colony partially evacuated. Eh? Only less than half the people died there. But then the <laughs> odds are looking pretty good now. Yeah, we're looking great. <laughs> Baylent Bay outpost successfully evacuated to Gideon Colony before it falls. Yeah, how'd that work out for him? Zero. Property only. Only sixty-three percent. Hold hold that. Hold off of. No, no, no. That's New Gideon. This is uh, Gideon Colony, not New Gideon. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Kind of like York and New York. I guess there's two different things. But you see, the proper damage is only 63%. You know why? Because there was no people there to torture. So they went, aw, and they left. <laughs> Major mechanoid base established on the northern hemisphere of the planet. Uh, undersea mechanoid activities noted in the ocean. They think there's an undersea base there. Uh, what they actually, what it actually probably is, is a uh, beginning of the uh, suck out the ocean factory. <laughs> suck out the ocean factory. Remaining human colonies, Gideon Colony, Kucharski, Kucharski. Kucharski. Okay. Muskie Desert Outpost, Svelzen, Svelzensen, the Dirty Swede. Or is, oh God, are we happy campers? Anybody get the reference? Nope, don't care. Are you happy campers? Come on now. <laughs> okay, uh, Desert Outpost limited to minimal maintenance personnel falls to a rover raid. Human casualties 22%, property 48. Musky Outpost destroyed by mechanoids. Human casualties zero. Rover casualties 59%, property 100%. Undersea base is confirmed. 10 additional mechanoid bases are established around the planet. Partial yeah. evacuation of Orts and the Dirty Swedes to Gideon Colony and Tunnel Mountain retreats. Both reduced population by 36% while still maintaining full manufacturing capacity. Good job. Malabar Colony totally isolated. Evacuation impossible. They are trapped and they're going to be toyed with like little rats. Frequent encounters with mechanoids indicate they do not consider humans a threat, but rather playthings to vent their psychotic hatred of all humanoid life forms. This is true. 
Mechanoids continue to display psionic nature. All of them. What? What Spoiler. is that? What is that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> On top of it, oh, just just as a side note, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that footnote. Yeah. Uh, all the mechanoid bases are, are found to uh, be over uh, deposits of some kind, either fossil fuels or minerals. Rover situation. Black fist increasingly hostile to colonists. Arrowhead tribe and long teeth have allied themselves to the colonists. Red band, black band, and sand pirates slowly perishing. Refuse colonial aid. Okay, these are the are the natives to the planet. The the uh, the Indians, which you would call in the fifties, and uh, they either get with us or they get busy dying. Oh, we call them Native Gideons now. Native Gideons now. I I I, I call them <laughs> indigenous. You know, well, there's peoples. Some of them are actually called sand pirates. So I'm gonna call them sand pirates. <laughs> no, it's right there. I, I'm not I, making it up. It's right here. I, I'm with you. Hello, biggest geekus. How are you today? <laughs> okay, major confrontation off the Palakian Sea, 2,000 kilometers from Malabar. Human casualties 59%, mechanoid 88. You'd think that was a win. It's not a win. There's a lot more of them than there are of and there are of humans. So uh that was basically a drop in the bucket for the mechanoids. Ancient surface-dwelling sentient computer and global tunnel system discovered after battle, but was lost after infiltration by mechanoid assault team of wasps and brutes. System self-destructed. Thermonuclear, tapping in the planet's core, area affected 200 kilometer radius. So they found something that could possibly help them, and then it blew itself up. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, Timbok Mountains leveled by mechanoid mothership as a show of power. (laughs) The whole mountain range is now flat. You know why? Because they could. No, because what does every evil, evil person want to do to every planet everywhere? It's always about the parking lot. Yep. You got to have good parking. And where are you going to park a mothership? There's lots of mountains there. Well, take care of the mountains. Colonies increased production of experimental and high-powered weapons. These these are the Hail Mary weapons. Now they're they're at Hail Mary mode. They're like, and if you remember, shoot? yeah, there's a class for that. Yeah, <laughs> OCC. Yeah. There, there, there's an OCC for for getting experimental weapons. Now you may be stuck with a thermonuclear hand grenade, but hey, you know, that accidentally goes off it. Yeah. Third month, massive mechanical devices. Wait, wait. How do we make it to three months? I don't know, man. This is rough. Begin to carve the planet into sections. Devices cut an unbroken line slash canyon two kilometers deep and one kilometer wide across the entire planet. Bridge and bridge fort areas are built approximately every 1,800 kilometers. Dissection of planet is final step in mechanoid mining operation prior to the final blasting into small manageable sections and storage by the mothership. Increasing geological disturbances, no kidding, Indicate mechanoids have tapped into Gideon's E molten core as a power source. Oh God, that never goes well. Long teeth rover tribes wipes out red and black band tribes. Good. Why? What does it matter at this point? At this point, at this point, it's it's like the last person standing on the cinder. I, I win. Uh, Blackfist, yeah, Blackfish tribe may have allied itself with the mechanoids. No, it hasn't. The mechanoids would not ally themselves ever to a humanoid species ever. That's not possible. Colonial assaults have only minimal effects against mechanoid mining and construction. That's because mechanoids are the Borg and the Borg are unstoppable. Oh, wait, wait, what? They're what? They're They're what? They're They're unstoppable? 
I seem to know a captain yesterday who uh, won that mission. Okay, you, you, the only reason you were there <laughs> and winning is because you had the job that had the least importance. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I was okay. still on paper the winner. That's true. You're on paper <laughs> as being the captain. All right, Gideon Colony discovers 21 Balrog destroyers. We're going to find out what they are in a little bit. Humans successfully destroy mechanoid base at the old Falzon site and damage a mechanoid outpost near the ruins of New Gideon. Four Balrog destroyers are lost. Four out of 21. So, uh, yeah. Was it worth it? I don't know. Mechanoid assault atomizes the <laughs> yep, colony and Love damages that the Gideon colony. All right. Human casualties, 89%. Property, 99%. Gideon colony, human casualties, 13%. Property, 20 Rover tribes, Black Fists, 42% dead. Sand pirates, 95% <laughs> dead. Balrog destroyers, six more lost in battle. 11 Balrog destroyers remain in good working condition. Mechanoid dissection of planet Gideon E nears completion. The, the planet's I, almost... I'm, I'm seeing lots of hope here. You know what? You, yeah, you there's know. lots of hope. No, there's not. Intergalactic <laughs> Federation aid will not arrive in time. Two months too late. It's already too late. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you mean two months too late? So, so it's arriving now? Because we're at that oh, second month, right? arriving now would be too late. It doesn't yeah. matter. Oh. All right. Present situation. One, oh. plan to evacuate Gideon E via orbital shuttle dock and penetrate the massive mechanoid mothership. This ship is approximately the size of North America. Two, so it's got its own gravity. Yeah, don't, no one cares. Shuttle operations will be directed from Orts and Gideon colonies. Escort and diversionary forces include hover jet fighters and both types of ILRM. Okay, uh, when they say escort and diversionary forces, they mean bullet shields. All these people are going to die. They're all going to die. They're all, they're all just sponges. <laughs> Objective, penetrate enemy and destroy from within. Not going to work. Even wait, if wait, 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 wait. There's like five people left and you're going to what? Yeah. Estimated penetration success ratio, 74%. Success of subverting alien ship, 0.05%. I'm in. Let's do this. It's not going to work. It's not a suicide mission. Not all colonists need to be evacuated. No, the old and the infirm can be left behind. <laughs> <laughs> While other desire to remain and fight till the end. These people compromise the suicide assault forces. These are the bullet sponges. The Dirty Swedes is a base headquarters. Gideon and Orts are backup. The 11 Balrog destroyers are dispersed as follows. Six, at the, six for the Swedes, two at Gideon, and three at Orts. Gideon has three times as many jet fighters and dreadnoughts as the Swedes and the Orts. Thus, Gideon will act as air command. Malabar remains completely isolated. Aid is impossible. In the last 36 hours, the ancient ancient alien tunnel system has been fully activated though much of it has been destroyed or damaged by the diggers unidentified radio signals have been intercepted and are under study the mysterious explosion of the mechanoid albanese undersea base encourages rumors that the ancients have returned to gideon e these however just rumors all right let's take a look at this map chronological this map sequence great okay now before, colonies existing. the last map we had Five. I see it. It's right there. New colonies. Now I only see one, two, three, four. Yeah, I thought it was four last time also. Or was no, it that five? Was five. Yeah, but I see this little guy here now. Oh, good. I'm glad you see him now. <laughs> um, Yeah, that uh, major mechanoid basis. Oh. <laughs> That's not... 
Okay, can I not be at either one of these two? Yeah, you don't I want to be, be anywhere. I want to be at this one right here. Where? Which one? Uh, can you see my mouse move or no? Uh, oh, the furthest east. One? All right. I mean, this, the, the reason is, is the mountains are really close. Otherwise, this one, everybody's a little bit further distance, but it looks like it might be easier to get to. Yeah. You get there by boat. Do the mechanoids really need boats? No, but the people I, do. I, I heard they could just walk on water. Okay, planetary excavation. Now, this this is how the the uh, the mechanoids fuel their their uh, their ever rolling humanoid killing machine. All right, uh, on excavating a planet, the mechanoids allow little to go to waste. Usually, only planets with a molten core are chosen, as this flaming core is needed to create a power crystal. Often, uninhabited worlds are selected, or especially worlds inhabited by humanoid intelligent bipedal creatures it should be noted that because the mechanoids insane hatred toward human life they will go out of their way to destroy inhabited worlds such planets are priority targets after a planet has been selected ground bases are established and defoliation if needed begins all fossil fuels and major mineral deposits are strip mined and taken to the mothership for purification and storage entire oceans are drained and also sent aboard the mothership the diggers then slice the planet from pole to pole as one might slice an orange to decorate a dessert. Oh my God. <laughs> After most of the fossil fuels, precious water supplies, and mineral deposits have been mined, a series of explosions created by the bridge forts, forts are destroyed too, fragment, then shatter the planet's surface, hurling the pieces into space. What is needed <laughs> is gathered and stored by the haulers. The flaming core is, and has always been, the main objective. Once revealed, it is subjected to a series of energy blasts and dimension, time, warping conditions, which alters its atomic structure. Under such treatment, the structure will be transformed into what the mechanoids call a power crystal. Now, uh, the best example, or not example, but uh, analogous thing to a power crystal is if anyone has ever seen uh, the uh, Stargate uh, series to TV oh, the series. The ZPM? The zero point module, yeah. That's that's basically what they turn the planet core into, which which powers their mothership for 100 years or something like that. Unfortunately, the process is very unreliable. Thus, only one out of every 20 attempts successful. The power crystal created from Earth like planet core can power a mechanoid mothership for 100 years. See, a crystal obtained from an Earth sized planet is about the size of a two story house. The entire excavation of an Earth-sized planet is completed within three months. The power crystal conversion process requires an additional two to three weeks of time. Wow. So that's what's going to happen. They're almost done carving the planet up like the orange. And then they're <laughs> going to set explosives at key points to blow the crust off of the planet. That's what's going to happen. It's going to happen soon. And anyone left on the planet is going to be dead. So th that is our current situation. Yes. And and uh, I think I don't know. I'm 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 smelling a win for the home team here. I don't know about you, but oh, yeah. uh, if, you, if the you home know, Rudy... team were a bunch of insane Dalek cyborgs, then yeah, <laughs> well, I'm screaming Rudy. <laughs> screaming Rudy, yeah. <laughs> no one's giving up their jersey. Come on, man. <laughs> everyone everyone wants a space on the mothership. All so right. you you uh, mentioned before see. about these Balrog destroyers. What are these things? We don't have to read the okay, whole part of it. But... The giant, approximately the length of a city block Balrog destroyer is the absolute latest in sentient automa automation. Automation on Earth. Thank you. 
designed specifically for war zone environments too hostile to support human life or more delicate devices the balrog is a completely independent force capable of individual thought analysis and action that never went badly <laughs> no, balrog never. destroyers even have personalities opinions and character unique to each specific unit that's okay, but, but, but stop just a second it's called a balrog i don't care about all this stuff behind it it's still called a balrog who is dumb enough to name it that no that was <laughs> to strike fear in an enemy that doesn't have fear i mean i i, I got nothing <laughs> the sentient machines are frighteningly reminiscent of mechanoids but though endowed programmed with individual human-like characteristics thoughts and decision-making capabilities they are just right. machines balrog destroyers are tools created by humankind to aid and protect it their prime directive is to protect and preserve human life at all costs yeah well the the good news is that everyone will be dead before the robot turns skynet the mechanoids are just misunderstood no they're not <laughs> They're no, quite they well understood. Not. It's destruction for destruction's sake. We understand them quite correctly. <laughs> the hover robots. Each Balrog destroyer has two hover robots, often referred to as shits and fritz. Skits and fritz. Skits and fritz. Okay. Although I like your Which wording better. Sensory extensions of the Balrog. Although the robot possesses the same memories and, and attitudes of their Balrog, they're also capable of independent thoughts and actions. The hover robots are primarily used for maintenance, simple repair work, and scouting. Uh, these units are very seldom used in battle. Okay, that's good. Sensor clusters. These are among the various missiles in the Balrog's armory is the sensor cluster. This is an informational gathering device that will probe, record, and continually relay data to the Balrog until it's destroyed or turned off or runs down. A 320-hour battery life. The maximum transmission range is 50 kilometers. Among the cluster scanning abilities are radar and sonar. Okay, it gives critical point. Okay, okay, we've gone over the Balrog enough. This is the Death Star. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, the Death Star. We've gone over the Balrog enough. That's fine. You know, this is, they, yeah. they got six of them left. That's awesome. Good on you. Six or 11. I can't, I'm not sure which one. But hey, uh, you dragon. can see the stats now. I, I went through it kind of quickly, but yeah. Yeah. Artificial it's, intelligence of 13, AR 14, um, SDC 620 for the forward section alone. Particle beam weapons, secondary you particle know, beam that's weapons. That's not a lot, though. It's got a ramming speed. 620? Do you think that's a lot of SDC when you're talking the things that are going to be fighting it? Well, no, no. If you keep going, it, it, it's per section. Okay. Yeah, right there. Under, underneath the picture, hover jets, midsection, fusion reactor, rear section, midsection. So in, in modern Palladium, when you shoot something, you shoot at the main body unless you call it for a different right. location, right? How do you handle that in, in something like this? Do you well, just they, say they have a special thing for, for really, really oversized structures and it's more spelled out later on Okay, where it, it depends on where you are in relation to the thing is where you hit it, whether you're okay. aiming for it or not. Yeah. If, if, if something's the size of a battleship and you're facing it and you're at the middle of it, you're hitting it amidships in the middle section. If you're at the front, you're hitting it in the bow. If you're, if you're at the back, you're hitting it in the aft and that's just the way it is. Arthic has a very important question for you. I wonder what started the hatred for humanoids and mech and the mechanoid. Oh, I know. I don't. I don't know if it's a spoiler for this. I don't know if we're going to learn it, learn about can, that. Can you can three. you give it in a generalization? Okay. All right. A long time ago, in a galaxy or possible dimension far, far away, there are other <laughs> humans, more brothers from a different mother 
who wanted to venture into space. But humans are very squishy and not made for space. So humans decided to augment astronauts, excuse me, to, to make them more resilient and able to go into space and survive it for long periods of time. This new race first was like, oh, great. We can now colonize the stars th thanks to our genetically enhanced brothers. And then soon uh, Twitter came. Twitter was invented <laughs> on this planet. And then all good ideas became, you know, anti-woke. So now they're, they were no longer considered human. They're considered alien. And they were attacked and tried to try to become a not tried to be annihilated. Well, they fought back and killed their their creators. Now, the reason that mechanoids still hate humans to this day is because, number one, all mechanoids are psionically active. Number two, when a new mechanoid is made, it's cloned from an old mechanoid, and it then is implanted with knowledge and memories. So the new mechanoid experiences the betrayal of humanity fresh, like it just happened to them. If every single generation of mechanoid is psionically passed on all the knowledge of those beforehand, every single mechanoid is betrayed by humanity. Every new generation is a fresh betrayal. That's why they keep hating us over and over and over again. There, there is no water under the bridge. It all happened yesterday to every I mechanoid. I'm like yesterday, I showed this picture to my wife yesterday. I'm like, come on, this is dumpy. <laughs> this is the, this is the, the dude. What the hell is that? It's this guy right here. Yeah, thank you. You didn't tell me what it was. Juggernaut EBA. Oh, okay. Environmental is a battle armor. Okay. It, it looks like a walking potato or egg. Yep. Danger Will Robinson. <laughs> I love 1980s and 70s art sometimes. Yep. Uh, assault hover scout that that's actually cool looking that that's very that's very uh uh flash gordon i like that yeah i'm I'm scrolling through slowly while you were uh talking just because most of the stuff we're going to skip over there's no reason yeah, to show yeah. this, th these equipment. are all all of the human human weapons that have been either been made or civilian things that have been converted to being weapons i think now, this might be the, worth uh mentioning here yeah the aliens right the alien salandar or Salandar. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Salandar because it sounds yeah. About two or three weeks before the final conflict on Gideon E, the last of the ancient aliens, the Golden Ones, joined the colonists' battle against the Mechanoids. It was he who destroyed the. It was he who destroyed the Mechanoids' undersea base. Unfortunately, that effort required the use of most of his weapons. However, Salandar offers his aid, knowledge, and remaining weapons in any way that he can help. He will probably stay on Gideon E to fit to fight to the end and to help colonists. <laughs> oh, no, he's going to fit to the end. He's working out. He, yeah, he, he's got gains to make. You know, <laughs> he'll give you weapons. Just don't take his protein powder. <laughs> As you can see, he's got an IQ of 30. Well, look at his head. Yeah. God, he better. <laughs> Either that or he's got some swole problems. He's got a personal force field, too. That's pretty awesome. He has psionics. Good. Good for him. He's got a he's got a little uh, cursor robot, bleep bloop blop bloop with plasma ejectors. That's nice. He's got His a lightsaber. Field is an AR of ten and SDC of five hundred and fifty. That's pretty good. 
That's as much as that ship. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a little less, well, but you know. The front part, anyway. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 550. You got a lightsaber? What the hell is that? Well, it's a power rod. You know, Control you call it what you want. Wait. Handle. Power rod. You use it in the bedroom? Rod. Oh, it shoots plasma bolts. Okay. Yeah, I bet it does. It's not a lightsaber. All right. And then we get the behemoth. Uh, incredible alien vehicle with a battery of weapons. Yet another creation of the being. Yeah, the behemoth. You know, you know, ancient tunnels. Yep, got it. Okay, I'm gonna stop sharing for just a moment because, like last week, I don't want to spoil anything, and I didn't look at this closely enough to see if this spoilers for the adventure or if this is. Uh, I just want to look real quickly. No, it uh, it gives the the uh, the higher tier mechanoids, the ones you don't see and are only going to see if you actually go to the mothership. Oh my God, this is in the Heroes Unlimited book. Yes. Hey, hey, this little yeah. guy right here. The Oracle, the Overlords, the Brains. You're not going to see these things until you go on the mothership. This one right here, this was in Heroes Unlimited, right? Um, it's in no. one of them because I've seen this before. It's in the Riffs book. Oh, okay. Maybe it was Riffs. Uh, anyway, so I mean, but I don't care about showing off some of the. The, the creatures yeah, why is it always bugs because it's the most efficient form and plus they hate hum they hate humanoid form always bugs battle cruiser god damn we're just screwed humans are screwed okay the the it gets to the bridge forts now as, as we established earlier uh as they're carving up the planet uh every 1800 kilometers where where you carve it there there's a bridge fort right there Yep. It, it creates a bridge fort. Now, when, when the carving is complete, all of these bridge forts are going to simultaneously explode, which will eject the crust away from the planet. So God, this, when all those explosions happen, everybody is going to die. So up here, you got the big gun. Uh, down here, you got all these little guns. So good luck, you know, and, and I'm guessing this right here, if you can see my mouse move, that's a person. Yeah. So this isn't Outside a small structure. Yeah, no, it's very large. It makes a big, big boom, boom. And then after that, it gives psionic abilities. Okay, we can we can pick like one or two. Okay, uh, it starts at level four. Well, yeah, because we went to level three last week. Yeah, the remaining abilities will will appear in book three. Okay, astral projection. Oh, that's it. Lame. Commune with animals. Okay. Um, <laughs> stupid. Yeah, well, yeah. one, How many animals are left? The animal's gonna say is, "Oh my God, where's my food?" <laughs> oh my god why is it so hard to breathe what did you do to my eye you know whatever that's all they're gonna say and they got shit to worry about float okay fuel flame mind wipe that that's actually good if, if, if you successfully mind wipe a mechanoid that might, no, no. That might work out mind wipe me i want to forget this entire invasion happened yeah uh sense traps that's pretty cool uh, none but a mind block would block the probe, indicating no danger. The sense is similar to precognition, aim of the sonic to sense danger within a 60 meter radius. The sonic has only a 12% chance of knowing the exact nature and location of it, but you'll know something's within 60 meters. The ability picks up on hostile emanations only, like stalking predator, beast ambush, booby traps. So if, if there is a mechanoid waiting around the corner and it doesn't have mind block up, you will sense its evil intent. It's killing intent on you. That's something. That's something. I can I can get with that. That's fine. Is it is what Mark Hawkman said true? What? What do you say? 
Cats say what a lot. Pet no, 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 no. It's not, it's on the screen. Oh, uh, so mechanoids don't actually have the ability to reproduce. No, no, they're all clones. Yes, yes, they're all they're all clones of uh, of the. They're they're nothing like their their original ancestors. Their original ancestors were more human. They were more like uh, uh, genetically engineered and cybernetically modified humans. Very much like uh, like Borg light, but because of their hatred of the of the humanoid form, every every time they clone themselves, they make themselves less human, more machine. To where now they are clumps of cells inside of uh, just think Daleks. I mean, that is the best that is the best example you've given. Daleks is basically yeah. what, what they become because they and then being human. I don't know. <laughs> I have whatever came in this big blue book. <laughs> yeah, well, we already found, uh, you know, fit instead of instead of. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember last week or the first week we found like complete open areas like you forgot to finish that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, again, I, I want to stop sharing because I want to make sure this isn't spoiler alert. Okay, no, this is this is talking about. Uh, oh, this is spoiler alert. Trying trying to get to the mechanoid ship, yep. trying to get in it, and it shows the mechanoid ship. Yep, and unfortunately, because we're the type of people that want to say, "Hey, we we <clears throat> excuse me, prefer you buy the book and uh, play the game and enjoy it." Uh, I don't want to show, and he, and he mixes these adventures in where you can't exactly quite tell where they start. Um, excuse me a second. So, um, yeah, I, I don't want to show this off because you're cheating because you're actually trying to I play the game. I will say a couple of things. Wow, that's a lot of freaking. How do yeah. you how do you get in here? Okay, yeah, uh, there are twenty million of just the flying wasp mechanoids on the mothership. <laughs> There are 280 million human-sized robots. Ooh. Terminators. There are 280 million Terminators on this ship. And I will say one more thing. The wing-like protrusions of the mothership have 40 billion SDC. B. Yeah. Billion. You can take that That's out. just the wings. Why why a spacecraft as big as North America needs wings? I don't know. Hey, it might have to land on a gas giant. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yep, the main body is 71 uh oh, nope, 100 million. Yeah, uh, uh, 100 million SDC for the hauler bay. That's nice. You know, very very good hauler bay. That's kind of cool. Uh, the uh, plasma turrets have a range of 52,000 kilometers. That's nice. That's great. I'm trying it to think, is, is this a spoiler or not? This have, have you uh what page are you on? I'm on PDF page 96. Oh, I'm I'm way past. Okay. Yeah. It has a warp drive. That's nice, right? Can warp. Uh, I'm not not sure it's going to matter when you're trying to invade it. No, no. Well, you got to get it before it warps. Oh, it all doesn't fit in one page. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's got another page. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I had to scroll a few pages to get off that thing. That thing's a few pages. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a lot of pages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's big. 
And then we have random encounters. Uh, yep. Are not the last word in mechanical encounters, but provide the game master with a quick, easy guide and reference tool. Table also offers ideas. Okay. If you are in the ship exterior top, these are this is your random rolls. If you are in refinery or processing plant, plant, then this is your random roll. If you are in a brain pool, number one, you're going to die. And then number two, this is your random roll. And it has place. It has random rolls for every place in the mothership you could possibly be. Even places where you're not supposed to be, like the master computer room. Again, there are only a couple hundred thousand Terminators to get through. Yeah, um, a couple hundred thousand, 280 million. Uh, look, I'm not going through the entire ship. I'm That's just talking straight line from door to there. Okay. Well, <laughs> once they find out where you are, they're going to send all the Terminators there. All of, Do you think they'll really send all of them? <laughs> eh, it's going to look like right? a gauntlet game from the 80s. <laughs> All right, what um, page are you on? I am on PDF 108. Well, my PDF 108. Okay, uh, the human sleeper team. That's right. Oh, no, no. I, I skipped that because I wasn't sure if that was uh, proprietary information or not. Uh, the evacuation of Gideon E to the Mechanoid mothership had a double objective of sabotage and survival. Once the Gideon E refugees had secured a foothold aboard the Mechanoid ship, they were to launch a campaign of sabotage and guerrilla warfare. That is stupid stupid <laughs> you get on the mothership you hide in the walls like a little mouse you make no noise you try and figure out a way to get off the ship without being detected when you get to somewhere else and but you have one month of food oh goody <laughs> well got some mutants in here uh, mutants are human and or rover origin uh, the appearance and size varies, ra varies radically as they are a product of mechanoid genetic reconstruction and cloning experimentation. Oh, that sounds super. <laughs> that sounds like a great thing. No. The energy sponge. Mutant 2. The mech pet. That sounds great. Uh, now, now we're back to some, uh, some OCCs you can be. There's no, no, we're not going to be, we're not going to be little pets. No, we're not. We're not doing that, are we? Rovers and thieving. I'm I'm there. Oh, okay. Yeah, rovers and thieving. All right. Uh rovers have adapted well to the environment of the Mechanoid mothership. They are more suited to the usually low, unusually low gravity. It says usually low, but should be unusually, allowing them to function much more freely than the denser alien gravity of Gideon E. All known rovers on the mothership are descendants of the only two tribes, the Long Teeth and the Black Fist. Remember, uh, all all of the all the sand pirates died. Hey, if if you if you don't mind, can, can you skip down to because uh, that's just some good background info. But you know this part right here where it says they prowl the tunnels, they follow your instructions. Okay, they prowl the tunnels and the pipelines, mapping, exploring, and stealing, usually from groups of mutants, as the mutants become more common to the pipelines. The rovers decided that they were an enemy tribe. Good for them. As the traditions, uh, mutants, particularly those supplied with weapons and tools by the mechanoids, became the rover's favorite targets for theft, raids, and slaughter. This, of course, results in a continual supply of weapons, tools, eclipse, and information. The rovers love the challenge and image of the super spy and thief. Consequently, they have become increasingly daring, infiltrating actual ship levels and exploring mechanoids on their own turf. The main disadvantage of the rover tribes is that they have established a long black market network throughout most of the community. Of course they have. You know, I, I said it earlier <laughs> before that they're like space gypsies. <laughs> this is just, this is just more of that. Yeah. It's literally end of the world, but 
Still got to have your black market, right? Dicks. <laughs> so All says right. the GM, you'll want to limit the number of Rover characters in your game. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the easiest and fairest way to do this is to require the players must have rolled some degree of psionic ability. Minor, major, master, because all rovers have some level of psionic ability. All right. So if we remember, if we remember, uh, there's only a 40% chance of having psionic ability, but everyone gets to roll. At, at character creation, not after. Then uh, if they are uh, a thief and gypsy, then uh, these are the stats you get. <laughs> bonuses uh oh character experience levels Ooh. oh alien magic screws yep, this is the alien magic crap that we were talking about earlier uh the I largest just... known group of gideon e ancestry is comprised of 30 percent rover and 70 percent human they sir what they survive period. oh period we lost oh, yeah. the period there. Yeah, okay, okay yeah. <laughs> they survive, even prosper, because of an, al an alliance with another alien race, which also seeks the survival in the pipelines of mechanoid. Okay, so yeah, think think about this. You decide to have the great idea of infiltrating the mechanoid mothership, hide in the walls like little mice, collect your little pieces of cheese, hope to survive another day. And what do you what do you find? You find rats. <laughs> and the, these are the rats. Uh, what's funny is this this ship is the, the size of, of of a continent, right? Yeah. So it kind of makes sense that you could have, but it makes sense that you could have like a little city or village on there. But you're picturing them, like you said, like the rats in the walls. But the ship is the size of continents. There could be areas the size of full on cities or maybe even counties that have no terminators, no anything there, just because that part of the ship isn't being used. Well, no, hang on a second. You're you're probably right. You're probably right, but. Um, if you add up all of the mechanoids and the robots to all together, it's something like 500 million. No, oh, is it that high? Yeah, it's 280 million just Terminators, and then there's 20 million of just the Wasps, and there's millions upon millions after that. So, uh, the U.S. has what 380 million people? Yeah, I, I've heard different numbers around 350, 360, yeah, 380 okay, maybe. Yeah. So, and, but there are still lots of land where there's no people, right? So, yeah, okay, I can see that. A, a, a city size version of of no robots there at the moment, I I can see that. Yeah, perfect. Yes, at the moment. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna roam around. They're gonna, you know, what what do robots do? They patrol. That's what they do. Uh, they're called the Z the Ziolex, a benevolent race of parasitic energy wraiths. That doesn't sound benevolent it at all. Sound benevolent. It, something <laughs> called an energy wraith sounds bad. Dedicated to meditation and examination of their inner self. These they're, they're like the ascendant ancient beings, or almost ascendant ancient beings. Were too lost in philosophical banter among themselves to even notice the invasion of their world. <laughs> the mechanoids took particular pleasure in torturing the humanoids, which also inhabited the planet. Too late did the Xylex emerge from their meditations, find their planet plundered, and the gentle people who once dominated it obliterated. It was hunger which had stirred the Xylex, and it was humanoids which provided them with the life-sustaining energies from which they feed. With the humanoids destroyed, a new energy-slash-food source had to be sought. In an era that would doom the Xylex race, <laughs> they sought that source from the destroyers of their planet. The mechanoids had no desire to consort with creatures fond of humanoids, nor did they have the need of magic and wonders that the Xylex could offer. 
violence would not be part of any uh xylo lex retaliate that that is so awkward to say <laughs> yeah right despite their powers and limited by their uh, philosophies the, the xylos simply resigned themselves to their fate and slowly perished from starvation when Gideon e fugitives were discovered only 17 remained just as humans exchange carbon dioxide for oxygen with earth plant life so too do, do the xylos exchange energy for energy because the xylos are energy beings which straddle several dimensions simultaneously they're able to tap into yet unknown undefinable forms of energy one such energy reserve can be best described only as magic like the demons in earth mythology the xylos serve as a bridge between humans and the magic energy reserves so if you want to liken these things these are the things that the stupid riffs player who, who who wants to be a warlock or a witch uh hitches hitches their soul to to get power that's that's what these things are but apparently they're they're benevolent energy rates man come on come on now uh humans are able to create all types of wonders once they're linked to a xylo while some abilities have psionic equivalents they are product of a source which has nothing in common with psionics where, now, where are you i'm at the next page right there now the the cool thing about this is this is considered magic and not psionics which means that all of the mechanoids who are all psionic in nature they have a high resistance naturally to psionic powers not to magical powers so any any magical ability that a human gets from from a, its its new xylo overlord will be will will be defended normally not with any kind of bonus okay they have the the, the, the xylos are not humanoid they are energy beings they don't care about good and evil right and wrong they only care about feeding and living and thinking that's all they care about okay so okay <laughs> you, you you can't play one sorry oh and then it goes how you can get the magic blah, blah blah the arc the archmage if a character has a minimum iq of 16 and both an me and pe of 12 or greater or if the character is a minimum of 10 and both ME and P are 16 you just or greater. Force the magic through you. I can do you it. You can become an archmage. An archmage can choose to cast any two paths of magic, any combination acceptable. This magic will dictate his or her life exclusively to the two paths of development of his or her magic abilities. An archmage will never seriously study another skill or occupation. And then it gives ISP for 4, magic, note on magic. And then it gives a uh, magical power. Chart. What's that? Look at that experience chart. That's 4,000. Yeah. Ooh. Apparently, it's pretty tough. ISP uh, for magic. Of magical, mind, elemental, energy, and dimensions. Those are the four paths of magic. So if you're, if you're an archmage, you get to pick two. Choose two. <laughs> and okay, so we got resist fatigue, resist thirst, resist pain. Um, night vision, mind block, uh, suspended animation. Uh, Some empathy. of these uh, are the same as the psychic powers. I wonder yes, if, yes. if, they, if they they're exactly the, the same. Equivalents. Yes, they are psychic equivalents, but they are not psychic powers. Right, but I, I wonder if they speed. do the exact same thing. They probably do the exact same thing or close enough, but they are not sensed as psionic abilities. 
blind others, invoke fear, hypnosis, possess others, impose will, invoke pain, charm, fuel flame, resist fire, spontaneous combustion, wall of flame. That's cool. Wall of flame. Extinguish fire. Very, very important space, by the way. Extinguish fire. It's good. Float flame. Freeze water. Locate water. Also, when you when you're hiding in the walls of a mechanoid mothership, locating water, pretty yeah, it might be, <laughs> might be cool. Purify water, also important. Nobody likes Montezuma's revenge. Purify that water. <laughs> Rend earth. Uh, that triggered everybody. All right. <laughs> uh, dust cloud, fly, purify air. Also important in space. Purify air. Wind rush. A lot of spells. Rain. I don't know about that, but okay. Meditation, mind block, sense magic. Why would you need to sense magic? You're the only ones with magic. No one else has magic. Your enemy has psionics. That's a stupid power to get. Don't get that. Reflect energy. This one's cool. <laughs> what page? It's a PDF 117. There it is. That, now that's direct energy. Reflect energy. There it is. All right. The spell is a little unpredictable in its overall effect. 50% <laughs> chance of total energy reflection. Total energy reflection indicates a mage has fair control over energy and can reflect the full amount back to its source. This applies to all types of energy except kinetic. The mage takes no damage. Add 50 per level of the mage to his or her base. 50% chance for total reflection. So, if you are level 5, Um, add 50 per level of the mage to his or her base 50% chance. That means level one is 100%? Is, is that what I'm reading here? Is that? Oh, I think it means five. I'm pretty sure it means five. That's that's a pretty bad typo, though, because that isn't like, oops, I screwed up the percent button is, and did 55, you know. That is a significant typo. That one means 5% per level because that's in line with more palladium think. Hey, the rules say 50%. If you don't give me that, Actually, I'm leaving because your 50. game suck. It doesn't say percent. 50 what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to say 5% per level. So if, you, if you're a fifth level mage, that means you, add, you have a 75% chance of total reflection of energy back at the attacker, which is He's awesome. working on his homeowner's interest rates and he said 50 points. Yep, there you go. If you do not achieve total reflection, you get a partial reflect, meaning you reflect half the damage back, only 25% chance to reflect the energy back to its source. Okay. And it's it's like uh, you, you will take half the damage. The rest of it is just refracted off of you randomly and only a 25% chance it actually hits the person who shot you. The spell can be cast on others. Oh, but they have no chance at reflecting the energy to its source. Oh, so you can save somebody but you can't use someone as a weapon. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Absorb great energy. Except that the mage is able to absorb greater amounts of energy, 6 to 36 points of damage, plus 10 per level. Thus, a third level mage absorbs 6 to 36, 66 plus 30. So this is this is like, a, you know, energy force field. Yeah, I'm taking a look right here. Uh, energy SDC, is that like lasers? Oh, yes. particle beam. Yeah, okay. Wow. Yes. Wow, okay. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, this is really good when fighting mechanoids if they shoot you and nothing happens. 
Uh, direct energy, spoken to be used in conjunction with one of the above, one of the absorb energies. The combination turns a mage into a living energy conductor, enabling him or her to absorb energy and redirect it at will. In this way, you can recharge energy clips or hurl the absorbed energy at an enemy, 100 meters per level. The damage of such energy blast depends on which absorb spell is used, doing the maximum dice and bonus plus 5 or 10 per level of damage. Of course, the mage can only hurl the type of energy he or, he or she absorbed and cannot combine different types of energy. So, if you theoretically were touching one of the ZPMs and using great absorb, you could fire off Death Star beams <laughs> at all the incoming uh, mechanoids. You could do that. It'd be awesome. Of course, getting to that power crystal and touching it is not going to happen because summon rain, they all rust and die. Sorry. Sorry, this isn't a cartoon? No. Mm. All right. And then there's more powers, more powers. Yep. Lots of spells. Holy wow. Lots of spells. Lots of spells. Oh, oh, game master spell. section. Oh, nope. Nope. Oh, game master section. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Let's move beyond that. In the game master section, it's showing experience charts for all the paths of magic. Uh, d depending on which path you take, there's a different experience chart for that brain pools i love that yeah, i came across a brain pool today <laughs> a, a, a brain pool is where all of the uh collected knowledge of the mechanoids is stored and used to download to uh, a general download to new mechanoids who are cloned and specific download as needed for mechanoids on a particular mission where it will be useful what the hell is this uh type overlord uh, it hates humans okay got that the Oracle just dislikes humans. Runners, insane hatred of humans. Okay, everything here says, hey, oh no, the haulers just don't care. Hey, if you come across a hauler and there are 88 million of them, pretty good possibility. Oh, there's one billion wasps, though, never mind. <laughs> yeah. The wasps, extreme hate. One yeah. billion. B. Billion. All right, that is that's actually it because the next book is Homeworld and we are at Homeworld. I'll yep. put that on the screen just so everybody we can tease it. I think we did fairly well because there's just a lot in here we did not have to go over again because yeah. we already talked about it. Right. That this will be next week. 100 pages. There you go. Did you pay your 750? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we we breezed through this one pretty quickly. I like this. And, and, and yeah. you know, we still got all the information out because we didn't. Some of this stuff, again, it's just just repetitive. Yeah. And I mean, I uh, the, this is this is the second time where where a lot of these mechanoids were were uh, explained all their STC, their powers, their stuff. They, they were explained in book one. At some point, there's more in this one because mm -hmm. now you get to go on the mothership and see the the higher tier mechanoids that don't leave the mothership because they got, you know, kerneling and generaling to do <laughs> but yeah I, there you go I, I like this better than i thought it was gonna like it so far uh yeah. just yeah, again bunch of bugs you're just shooting bugs but i mean i i just let my brain go like you know the whole hiding in the wall thing the whole uh uh you know, obviously that's more a visual than reality, but but there right. is some reality to that. You know, having like the, the rovers do try to do the black market trade between the different groups. Like, like you have a whole underground society of infiltrators. We're like a virus on that ship. Yeah, yeah. 
So I, I like that. Um, yeah, biggest geek says bug hunt. Yeah, except the thing is, to the mechanoids, a billion bugs. A billion <laughs> bugs. A billion wasps. A That's billion. crazy. A billion. And they all insanely hate humanoids. Yeah, I wonder how many experience points are worth. That could be a couple of levels right there. <laughs> yeah, getting killing one is hard enough. Killing a billion of them, not going to happen. Uh, well, that's interesting. Cool. Nice. I didn't even know mechanoids was until like a year ago. <laughs> really? No, I, I mean, I no, I'd heard of it, but I, right. I honestly just thought it was a rifts thing. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. All right. I mean, so I, I see some stuff in here about first and second edition uh, Palladium Fantasy. I've just, mm -hmm. just given everybody a warning now when we get to play it in fantasy is going to be second edition. Yes. We're not doing comparisons. <laughs> I don't have, I don't have time to sit and go through the books and compare this versus that. So we're going to go through second edition because it is the current version of the game. It's like when we do heroes unlimited, we're going to be doing second edition. I own first edition or revised, but uh, first edition heathen dog owns second edition. And after comparing the books, because I have a PDF of second edition, I hate the second edition book. I do. <laughs> It has too much bloat in there, but uh, it, I just I don't have time to to do these comparisons when I've got a bunch of other videos I have to make. I have uh, work I have to deal with. I have uh, ta oh my god taxes. That's already killing me because I have my my international move and that's causing lots of problems that I didn't get paid back for this. So uh, anyway, and and that. So uh, yeah, but uh, I'm debating whether I'm going to get the first edition book and maybe do something on the side. But uh, I only have second edition. Do you have first or second edition Palladium Fantasy? Uh, let me check. I know mine's second edition. Um, so like, yeah, to, to be fair for the people who are like, I prefer first edition. I get it. I, I do get it. But uh, and I don't have anything pure first edition. All of my first edition stuff is technically revised. Uh, but to like TMNT, of course, that's revised. Um, Ninjas and Super Spies, I don't think they ever came out with a second edition for that one. But 2E is so much better than 1E. Uh, well, you're actually one of the first few people to say that. My, my problem with 2E is it's got too much bloat. It, 2E's got just bloat that's completely unnecessary in it. Oh, I have uh. revised. Oh, really? Okay, that's interesting. We could, we could like talk about a couple of things that are different. Like if you have time to just kind of page through the book just to get a general understanding. Here's what I noticed with with Heroes Unlimited specifically. When you go through the attributes, yeah. That, oh, that's definitely, yeah. That's definitely first edition. Yeah. Um, so I have the second edition version. Is that there's, yeah, look how skinny that book is compared to like if I pull mine out. Yeah, your book is. It's uh, 274 pages. So I, I have second edition. Okay. And mine is uh, 336. Okay. Yeah. Extra and I, and I'm not saying it's all bad. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure we played second edition when we played on Andrews, but I, I so don't... yeah, because uh, I I think uh, Al did Al it. run it? Yeah. Yeah, because I remember him having the dragon on the the, the green dragon on the yeah. cover and not the red one. This oh. isn't even my book. Oh. This is Cthulhu Lost book. Oh really? Yeah. But uh, uh, he has so many moves that uh, I have all of his Palladium stuff. And I've had um, it for 20 years, so it's mine now. <laughs> Catch your limitation? 
just like like I said, like I, I have the revised version of Heroes Unlimited, much thinner than the yeah. uh, than the second edition one that Heathen Dog has. And and yeah. and again, like see, it is. You know how old it, there it is, right there. Hold on, Get, where? Just page. I saw you. I saw you. No, I will find you again. I hate it when I accidentally find something and then it goes away. Nineteen eighty three. Uh. That's what this one is. Oh no. The the first edition revised. Oh, uh, I just saw that little mechanoid thing. The hell are you, Mr. Mechanoid? You can't hide from me. Apparently you can. Never mind. But I did just see it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying second edition is bad. I don't have enough, like, oh my god, side-by-side -side comparison experience to care uh, or, or to note. But I will say that in my process, for those of you that know that I'm writing a game, and it's generally, it's loosely now, barely loosely, based on Palladium, um, in reading through the rules of uh, of what I'm using to create mine, there's way too much bloat in second edition that is completely unnecessary, just absolutely unnecessary. Um, and yes, I'm getting rid of a lot of that and changing a lot of it too. So it's not going to be a Palladium game, but it's going to be, you know, you'll, you'll see the homage. But uh, all right, yeah, I got to yeah. mentally prepare myself for uh, <laughs> for, uh, for segment two. Segment well, that, but let's end segment one let's end segment one on some good stuff we want to say hey thank you very much for watching don't forget about our 3,000 subscriber giveaway of course and for whatever reason we keep forgetting to put this up while we're on here Ethan Dog just Aww. wants to read books and forgets we've got buttons to push <laughs> like subscribe and share um, next week is going to be seg uh, is going to be book three and then like I said we're going to move on to Palladium Fantasy so uh, alright that is it segment one's over Yay, segment two. two segment two. what do we want to talk about in between segments or do we just want to get this over with people are gonna okay i'm gonna Most warn people everyone know right about now. this already i'm gonna warn everyone right now you're gonna have the urge to punch the monitor or throw your phone or take your tablet and smash it over your knee don't do it count <laughs> to 10 that feeling will pass Indigo Dragon says you, you may you need more books than just the main book. Okay. I don't know. It's thicker, bigger, has more bloat, but you still need more? That sucks. Oh, so I don't get the cool <laughs> the, the cool insanity chart that said you turn gay. <laughs> there you go. Oh. All right. Yes, I'll Chris. We are. That that is what's coming up. Uh, yeah. Uh, the thing is, is to be fair, most of you guys know about this. Uh so. We're going to have two topics today, two separate topics, but uh, one of the one of them is going to be something that Heathen Dog and I will just say share the conversation on. Um, let me see what order I put them in here so I do this. Oh, <laughs> Yes, yes, so we're going to talk about the, the little bit nicer one first. This was a Discord suggestion. I thought it was fun to kind of start. So let's get up the segment two stuff. Yeah, I, <laughs> that, that was too busy. Yeah, that, that's, that's a little big. That's yeah. a little much. So much. I was hoping that uh, I can't remove the stupid smiley face explodey in the background because apparently I poked a hole in all the background images. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, well. I'll fix that up in, in uh, for the actual thumbnail. Or I won't. I might not care. I don't know. But character death. Do over. Oh, let's start this right. And now for segment two, we're going to talk about what to do when a character dies. And I know what I do every time I kill a character in one of my games. 
do over jr ewing this thing dream sequence sorry that's that's for old people but uh no if you kill a character you're a bad game master and we're going to talk about why you're a bad game master and i shouldn't say if you kill a character if a character so much as dies a bad dice rolls get in the way and a character dies and you let that happen as a game master you are a bad game master by the way, all opinions, comments belong to the individual speaker and do not represent the Legion of Myth organization, et cetera, et cetera, hyperbole, some other nonsense, pronouns, and about 13-year-olds. And of course, subscribe. We will have a 3,000 subscriber giveaway. All right, heathen dog. Convincing. All right, heathen dog. The scenario is this. You and your group are playing Dungeons and... and, and Oh, hey, uh, we had him on Dungeons and Delvers. Uh, uh, he was on the Friday chill stream. Uh, but you're playing, you're playing your favorite fantasy game. Sure. And you're down in the Underdark, and you've passed the Orb of Annihilation, and you've laughed at the deck of many things. But then, a goblin backstabs you, and you Son die. Son of a bitch. The proper thing to do is what? Um, well, if, if I'm playing Watsy then uh, I get seven rolls before I actually die. <laughs> seven chances to not die. You get die. three. Everybody else gets seven to, to help okay. you. All right. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's say I fail all half dozen or so of the rolls re required for me to not die, and I die anyway. You, I, wait, what? I, I roll in your Wait, character. you let a character die? No, no, no. You as the game master killed me. I'm such a bad person. I didn't person. just die. You killed me. I'm a bad person. Am I allowed to game master another game after this? Nope. Nope. Because the character oh, died. Crap, dude. I, I've been lying my entire life when I've been playing these yes, games. You you've been you've been living in a nightmare of your I, own creation. I, I apologize. Your your um oh my god, your cavalier. Your cavalier must come back. Yep. Do over. There's yep. no experience death. How can you no, experience no. death when it didn't happen? We're going I to mean, rewind sure. that. Sure. Hang on. He has the wrong end of a sword punched through his chest, completely collapsed, uh, his lungs and spine and heart obliterated. Turned he did into fall from on high, too. But, but, there's magic, man. I can't die. Right. And and because I know this will psychologically hurt you, yes, and yeah. and may cause you to quit your job. I had I I did I did I had to go to therapy for three years. So because of that, I I, I no I sincerely sit here, heathen dog. I apologize. I should never have done that to you, and I, I didn't realize that that it would have that kind of effect on you. I these games are powerful. And I didn't take into consideration your feelings with your character. And, and I, I could never apologize. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send you some money. I, I hope that covers. I know money doesn't solve everything, but I, but I hope that helps you feel a little better. Uh, helps you get through this more. Um, have you have you returned to the gaming hobby? I, I did after two years. Um, OK, and, but it wasn't uh, with three, me, of $3, course. Right. Dollars, three thousand dollars in medical copays later. Yeah. I, I'm like 90 percent back. Okay, well, I'm I'm glad to hear. You. I, I'm glad I didn't stunt you for too long. And the fact that that this game of uh, make believe and dolls had that kind of effect on you is like it's just it's it's 
Yeah, I just never realized. I never realized. Okay, this is hurting me now. Stop. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm losing things Everything to say. We said up until now. Oh, everybody it's knows just that. A bunch of bullshit. And uh, for for all of you who were who were thinking we were serious, watching up to this point, the one person who may have the joke is literally on you. You yeah. fucking idiot. <laughs> Doing it. Wrong. That that is the right answer. <laughs> no, come on. Characters die, and sometimes they die because of bad dice rolls. Sometimes they die because of misinterpretations of rules. Sometimes they die because they didn't retreat. This is one of the things I was talking with Sheriff last night beforehand, uh, before I went to bed, and he was talking about like, hey, what, what do you do in a you know X Y Z situation? And and his example was this. Pardon me, Sheriff, for calling you out. Not really calling you out because you had a good question. I think it's very useful for this. What if the what if the party is fighting a Hydra? And the dice roll just aren't going their way. And they're getting their butts kicked by the Hydra. What, what do you do? And I gave him my answer, but I'll, I'll let you, since I asked the question here, what, what, what do you do? Well, stupid is as stupid does. If you're losing and you stay, you're just going to lose more. <laughs> you're just going to keep losing, you know? I mean, it, it, it's the it's same thing when you're at the casino, you're at the table and the, the cards just aren't going your way. Every, every professional gambler will get up, move to another table, or get up and go home, come back tomorrow. That's move exactly to another Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the Hydra is on fire today, and uh, we're not. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to bounce. And so that's what a good game master does. A good game master always makes sure that the characters There's have an out. an out. Unless, unless you you've written it to the point where they've literally prepared everything they could do and they are locked in this battle because this is the final battle or some nonsense and it's either you stop the evil force now or it destroys the entire continent and darkness reigns for a thousand years the the antichrist you know takes all the virgins and and touches them funny whatever you know this is it then there's no running there's either do or die but in every other situation so i would still let you run there work, yeah <laughs> if, if through the darkness does not work leave Come at the bad guy sideways, you know? Think asymmetrically. Get out. Come back later. You know, yeah. if, if you're fighting the wicked witch of the whatever and you figure out her weakness, come back tomorrow with a bucket. You're good. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I mentioned to him as well. It's like, hey, look, sometimes you're going to lose and it's up to you to be smart enough to leave bruce lombardo i uh, to to use his example he when he had his half pk uh when he wiped out half his party a few weeks ago in his game they went through a portal i'm, I'm oversimplifying but went through a portal there's a blue dragon there now some people be just like ah, i breathe lightning and wing buff at you why why the blue dragon is like hey um i don't need you here i like your stuff drop it go and and they're like no it's it's a big ass blue dragon. You're not big ass anything. You had the opportunity. How about this? How about this? One more one more time. You I want you to see me in all my blue dragon glory. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. You see that? Yep. Your choice is to drop your gear or go. Or and go. And like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> Guess what happened to all of them? Yeah. You know. I mean, now now you're dead. The dragon gets all your stuff anyway, except now he's got to spend so much time buffing out all of the little bits of you <laughs> that are on it. 
Yep, because what this does, if the Antichrist wins using see the Heathen Dog scenario, I agree with this premise that, hey, sometimes you're locked into the fight, and just by being the heroic nature, I'm, I'm talking this as a player, the heroic nature, you want to stay and fight it to the end. I would still let the characters have an out, but then they have to see to see the world that they created because now the darkness is swelling over it. The magic has happened. I might even transform one or two of them as the magic courses over them darkens the world. Rick and Morty is a perfect example. If you remember the toxic world, uh, you know, a, a, right. To, uh, you've seen that, right. Uh, with the toxic world, he goes to the tower and changes the entire earth to toxic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like something like that. Obviously that's an oversimplification, but again, you know, something like that, where it's now you have to live in this. What are you going to do to try to fix it? Or is it going to be the next set? Are you going to be the grizzled veterans? Be like, we tried, we failed. It's up to you youngsters or, or something, you know, and, and you start a new campaign. So that loss doesn't bother me so much, uh, personally, but yeah. Um, okay. Wait, thing wait. Is, where, where is all this coming from? So apparently there's a video put out where uh, some some game masters who have been game mastering for 45 years or something like that. I, I just vaguely looked on our uh, our uh, discord about this. Uh, apparently there's some sort of panel and kind of said that, hey, if uh, if you kill characters, I, I don't know the exact quote, but essentially if you kill characters, you uh, you sh you can do a redo. You know, dream sequence or or redo that thing. You can have the battle start over and like. Now, even See, if even if you get the rulings wrong and you made a mistake and like, oh, crap, I didn't realize that you actually had this power or that too bad. It's too late. It's over. Own up the, to the mistake and just move on. Yeah. Every single game master has tried the it was a dream shit at one point or another in their game mastering. And it's always gone over like a fucking lead balloon. Bam! Every yes. single time the players have went. What? And they've been pissed at you for between three and seven days. Groundhog it never day. goes well. Do-overs never go well. Because the players know they failed. Even if they do it again and win, they know they failed. <laughs> Violence sells everything on our Discord. I'm showing that. That's... <laughs> uh, how do I open original? <laughs> it's Groundhog yeah, like Day. Yes, it I is. like this. That, that's the thing. Groundhog Day. You get to redo the day until you win. Where is this thing? Which one of these is it? Can't show it. Okay, wait, wait, Darth. Hang on, Darth. No, 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 no. No, this is this is this is bad thing. This is bad thing. I would only make it a redo if it's the first game and I have new players and I want to get no, no. If it's their first game and they're that that means they probably got themselves killed. It's a learning experience. And when they make their character again, they'll have a better idea of what's survivable in your world and what's not. When your characters die, you don't die. Just like in a fight, as long as no one's dead, whether you win or lose, you, you, you learn something. I, I, I could see giving more help to a new player. Like, hey, you yes. could do these things, you know, stuff I would never do with an experienced player. But hey, have you considered this? Or maybe if you look at your spell again, you'll see something else. That's why I don't like brand new players right. playing wizards. Right. But, yeah, but, but that, that's, that's why uh, in, uh, in the mage game, when, when you guys first, first played mage game, I made you all take common sense. Common sense, yep. <laughs> yeah, because that allows me to go, wait, that might not be a great idea once per game session it allows me to do that and since you're new to the game it allows me to keep you alive and 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 learn the game 
you know, like what, what's good, what's bad, what's smart, what's not with, with without having, you know, to get your ass whooped to do it. And, and that, that's why I really like Bruce's uh, TPK because it was such a party thing to do. There are three of you. The other three didn't come in to save you or two or whatever it was. The other half of the party stayed outside the portal. They never went in there. You three went in. And then when the dragon's like, give me your stuff, you're like, no. For just a second, did anything cross your mind? Like, do you think we can take it? No? You ready to fight it? Yeah? Okay. Let's see. I mean, like, what? Do you think we can take it? I I'd mean, have been if, like, you had, if you had a distraction a fog, a shield that'll last just long enough to get back through the portal. I could see that. Yeah. But if you don't have anything like that, if you have no chance and Start you're going to fight him on principle because, you know, I like my sword. It's shiny. I just sharpened it. I'm not I'm not giving it to you, you scaly bastard. And then you die. And you're like, man, why'd I die? Because you're dumb. <laughs> you died because you're dumb. That's it. No, you rolled it. No. No, I only rolled it because you stayed. So, so uh, let me pr uh, present just, just like real quick scenarios, not not long scenarios. Uh, yeah. uh, player, uh, player does something really dumb, or yeah. so you think is really dumb. Sure. But ultimately, was a lack of information given to the to the player character. Like you forgot to mention. You thought you mentioned, but you forgot to mention. There's a big red button in the center or something. Okay um do you roll that back or do you say oops before you do that you actually didn't hit the button because i forgot to tell you something or, or i mean is there something you do in that regard or did you just say okay. hey this is this is a, a fuck up and we just move on okay um if you're playing a module you know it gives you everything that you have to you have to tell the players in the module so you shouldn't make that mistake but if you're doing your own campaign and there's a big red button in the middle and you forgot to tell the players that there's a big red button in the middle, that is definitely on you as, as a game master. That is your fault. Now, what I would do in that instance, I, I would take a little page out of your book because that was vital information that could have won or stopped the, the fight where anyone may have died. I will make sure that no one dies. You could still lose the fight, You'll have to retreat, but no one's going to die because I fucked up. But I'm not going to change the outcome of the fight as in win or loss. So that's so kind of a compromise. You've you compromised yeah. the fact that, hey, we're not going to yeah. roll back history here, uh, but yeah, I, no I'm going gonna to die. give you a no little bit of plot limbs. armor. No, okay. no, no one's going to be severed from their god or anything like that. You know, no, no one's going to have long lasting effects because I forgot to tell you about the big red button that that is that 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 stops the fight or that wins you the fight or that circumvents the fight or whatever. Oh, I started watching Luke Hart. That's um, DM something. Uh, I forget his name of his channel. I, I think I started watching that one then stopped. Oh, that panel where it had the guy that said I've been playing, you know, I've been dungeon mastering since I was like eight years old and he's in his fifties or something like that. Yeah. Okay. I did see that. But uh, so here's where it comes from. The, the panel talking about things they've seen online. One of them said he saw a Twitter thread about battle redos because story is important. And he said, people on Twitter were praising it. No, Twitter's stupid. Yeah. Story uh, is important, but it's, it's not as important as the, DM as layer, the yes. decisions and, and, and the, and the dice rolls. So a hundred percent agree with that one. Um, next one, uh, I'm going to keep it in the realm of GM, uh, a script again. Okay. Uh, you got, you just, you got a rule wrong. 
uh, uh, I don't know, a saving throw or a Thacko roll or, or whatever that shouldn't have hit or shouldn't have done damage. You didn't catch it right away. You didn't catch it till actually after the battle was over. The play, the character, not the player, of course, died. Um, rest and relaxation. For whatever reason, it jogged somebody's memory or somebody picked up a book and looked. Also, like, oh, crap, I didn't actually die there because that wouldn't have hit me or that saving throw would have saved me or or whatever. What do you do in that case? The character, the character is dead, has been dead for minutes, real time maybe an hour, um, whatever, you know, in, in game time, you know, who knows, the battle may have just ended or it might be the next day, whatever, but, but how would you handle that? I would give them the choice. I would say, hey, you know what? I screwed up. You shouldn't have died when you died, but it's very likely, even if you made that save, you'd be hurt really bad and would have died anyway. All right. Now that's on the table. I'm going to give you a choice. You can make a new character of equal level to the character you lost or God or whatever God you believe in or or what 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 whatever God the 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 cleric in your party believes in performs a miracle through you or through his cleric and resurrects you at one level lower than what you are now. Sheriff actually has a. I'm sorry. Full everything. He's actually got a pretty simple one. Maybe let, let not right then and there. Yeah. Have him find. Have him find a scroll. Yeah, but the thing is, though, I I want to I want to I want the that th that is a good idea if if you want to be a little more hands off and say, hey, you know, I made a mistake, but here's something. But if if you do that, then it actually imparts to the player that you are doing this for them. You're not letting them find something to do it for themselves. You're doing it for them. It's more of a direct apology. And plus, you know, the a, a scroll of resurrection, don't you lose a level anyway? So it's the same thing. Oh, maybe. I, I don't, not that I remember, but maybe. Yeah, well, I, I don't know how it is in, in, in Watsy d d but. I say give them a scroll of reincarnation and have some fun. <laughs> no. no. Come back as a goblin. A no, don't do that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> don't do that. So do, 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 we got some some chat here because uh, I I, I want to give uh, another example, one more example, or actually two more examples in just a moment. Um, yeah, taking advice from Twitter, so like taking advice from the president of Idiocracy. <laughs> That's true. Um, hey, I'm not going to show all the chat here, but uh, what is what is what does Kai say? He always has interesting takes. Uh, honestly, I look forward to DMs actually killing one of my characters only because it reinforces that PCs are not immortal, and sometimes you need to splatter a PC to keep folks on survive. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I mean, no one really takes a minefield seriously till they see the first guy blow up. Yeah. Then they take a minefield super serious. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. You lost a point of con. That's right. And had to make oh, that's right. It, yeah, it was a point of con. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, that, that's that, that, that's what I would do then. Uh, God, God resurrected you through through divine intervention or or through the cleric and the party. But you lose a point of constitution, but you get to keep your character or a new character but the same level you get to roll it and and uh you get to come in they're they're gonna find you either chained up or you're gonna run into each other pretty soon you know what I, however i gotta i gotta finagle the story to have you guys meet you will because i screwed up you shouldn't have died there but you know one one screw up doesn't mean you would have won that doesn't mean you wouldn't have died so these are your choices so I, I don't know if in Hyperborea they have salamander people. I don't, they might. I don't know. I, I haven't looked at the new one yet. 
Yeah. Um, I've done the reincarnation thing before. It never works out well, but uh, <laughs> all right. Um, the the next one is the player. The player screwed up. The player. Okay. Uh, we'll make this a simple one. We'll do. We'll do like the blue dragon thing. The the player screwed up, made a bad decision. But I want to change one caveat to this. Actually, mm-hmm. tried to get away. Agreed with what the blue dragon said, or in Cheris's example, tried to get away from the Hydra, but a crit from behind, or uh, you know, something still happened. Uh, That's dice rolls, man. That's not on me. That's not on me. And then player died because the player screwed up a rule. Not not you, not you making a call saying, okay, my thack was this, or make a saving throw with a 14 or higher or something like that, but the player screwed up, saying, hey, I actually should have hit the monster since it only had two hit points left. I should have hit it, uh, but I didn't, and because of that, we had two more rounds of combat, and you know my character died, or, or you know Joe's character died, whatever, uh, but it, it was a player screw up, not your screw up. I don't you know, I answer for my mistakes and he answers for his mistakes. And the answer for his mistake is he makes new, a new character. That's yeah, that's generally how I feel about it as well. I, yeah. I, I, I call it the fates. Like, well, yeah. you know what? You should have hit, but the fates intervened and said no. Yep. Um, uh, so, yeah. All right. It was your time um, to go. I, I think that that's a uh, that's all we need to talk about. Is, is there any any final thing you want to say on the whole? Co- yeah, you know, I, I call it the uh, you know, or somebody put in our Discord. It's like Final Fantasy. It's like saving the game before the boss yeah. fight. It's like quick save, quick save, <laughs> load quick save. <laughs> all right, that's basically t- it. Yeah, die from bad luck, bad luck, and death. Hat. Right. Sometimes yeah. the best person, the most heroic noble, dies because the incoming round does not care about your destiny. Mankind. Exactly. Yes. Sometimes we agree so much. Yes. Uh, plot armor is not a thing for, for in, in most games plot armor is not a thing hey hey you're gonna ruin your story game remember everybody thinks you're a story gamer hey you know what <laughs> i i have i have done story games it, it, the the mage game we played was a story game you know why garthon had all the plot armor in the world <laughs> he had all the plot armor in the world all the plot armor you know why because i wasn't a game master i was a storyteller that's what it's <laughs> called so it was a story. Uh, the The old world of darkness was a storytelling system. So uh, Garthon he, had all the plot armor in the world. Garthon, he could get his arms chopped off. He could do all it, but he had to live. I could maim him. I could take an eye. I could take a finger. I could, I could take his genitals. Hey, I locked him in an obsidian pillar. Yes, you did. <laughs> but he couldn't die. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Crap, I forgot what I was going to say on top of that. Okay, let's, uh, there's something I was going to say. I think it was too, nope, I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. All right, All right. I think well, that's, that's good for mind, the... This is fun. Well, now we're going to the whole second part of segment two. Do you want to do your yours first or mine first? I'm going to do mine first. Okay, then let me, let me, let me set it up. Because I'm going to separate this out for YouTube. Okay. Like that picture? beautiful those smoochy smoochy guys there yeah it's nice all right for the second part of segment two we're going to tell you how you play dungeons and dragons wrong because i know that every time i say that i either get clipped or somebody gets in a tizzy max says i play wrong even though if you actually watch anything i've said in context i always say how you play at your table is your business but that's right people it's the internet people like take shit out of context go ahead and do that take this out of context again i'm going to pause for a second give you all the clippable area you can 
You play Dungeons and Dragons wrong. I play it correctly. I'm better than you. I'm smarter than you. You're a fucking retard. Learn how to play Dungeons and Dragons because you play it wrong. All opinions and comments belong to the individual speaker and do not represent the entire Legion of Myth organization. Hyperbole, blah, blah, blah. He, him, his, and the content is not for little kids. So always remember our 3,000 subscriber giveaway. We're getting really close. 10 gift cards, five hardcover books. Everybody's going to be happy. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Yay. And Heathen Dog wants to go first. So let me get uh, Heathen Dog's little thingy up here. Oh, I said little thingy. It's okay. Uh, oh, there's it right there. Bring this up. There we well, go. I, let, oh, actually, let me let me switch this over because I'm gonna have to read this while you're. Oops, there I is. said full screen and F11. Boop. All right. Apparently, Heathen Dog has. Uh, did I zoom in on this? Let me zoom in a little more. Has some issues with this article. So start us yep. off here, Heathen Dog. How to play D and D or Pathfinder solo or in a DM less group? Now, let that sink in for a second. No, no, don't don't scroll down yet. Okay, sorry, sorry. Let the title sink in for a second. You're going to play D&D by yourself or without a dungeon master. Think about that. Think about it. Can you picture it? If you can, fuck off. <laughs> Get out. Dislike the video and fuck yourself into a river. If you can't picture that for some reason, Let's scroll down and we'll see why. Okay, well, are you reading the whole thing or part of it? No, we're not reading it. the whole thing. Okay, I'm, I'm going to read the, the first paragraph and then I'm going to tell you where to skip to. Okay. Despite what you may have heard from literally everyone, it is quite possible to play Pathfinder or D&D alone. Again, I'm going to give you idiots a second chance to bounce. If you believe that sentence to be true, fuck off a bridge. Get out. <sighs> In fact, for some, the only choice at getting into D&D or Pathfinder might be to play solo. If you can't find another person anywhere in the world, because the internet's a thing, to play D&D or Pathfinder with, you are the problem. No one wants to play with you. Change yourself. Or fuck off, on, fuck off a bridge. <laughs> I don't care which one. I got that weird Al song stuck in my head right now. Good. I'm standing all alone in the gas station of love and I have to use the self-service pump. There you go. For <laughs> others that have friends that play but don't have friends who want to DM, there's no need to go without getting your fix. Had to make a driver reference. Okay. Or perhaps someone in the group wants to DM but doesn't want to spend all their free time drawing up maps and plotting out dungeons. Well, that's not the title of your thing. Ass. Being the DM doesn't have to be massively time-consuming. Okay, so in the first sentence, in the first paragraph, we've gone from having no DM whatsoever, even playing by yourself, to, oh, being the DM doesn't have to be. You know, there's, there's more wishy-washy bullshit like that to come. All right. That uh, is so, solo or in a DM less group. So, yeah. So, oh, yeah. 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 Dan, the, the, the person who wrote this, who's known only as Dan, Dan, the dumbass man. <laughs> that, that, that's the title his mom gave him. Uh, is very wishy washy through, through this entire thing. Uh, 
we are going to scroll down okay pretty far because all all of this is a setup to how to play D&D slash Pathfinder in a small group without a DM. There, there it is. Games like D&D and Pathfinder can be a lot of fun, even when you only have two players or a very small group. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. There's nothing inherently wrong with that sentence. But Dan Dan the dumbass man is going to step in shit and we're all going to watch it. Often, the biggest thing holding a group a group back is when no one wants to be the DM. Oh shucks, Charlie! And you don't no have one a game. Wants to be the DM. What do we do? Play a video game, or fuck off a bridge. Fuck off a bridge. Don't let that stop you. Yes, there's Final Fantasy. There's World of Warcraft. There's all the other games you can play without a DM. I just got a very disrespectful comment of you. I want you to highlight this next sentence for me, please. Okay. Gatekeepers will sometimes hold up a stop sign and say tabletop role-playing games can only play with a dedicated game master or certain number of players. But the truth is that you control the game. Now, I got a special picture for that. There's my sign. <laughs> off the bridge. Oh yeah. Oh, I, and the next sentence leads into mine later. It was, as long as you're you can make it fun, you're playing the right way. That's not true. No, that is not true. That is not true. Okay, that is not true. Stop it. Okay, it get it gets better. Aaron. <laughs> How to deal with combat without a DM? Let's let's look at this thing. A great way to deal with combat is to take turns on who is the DM. What, 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 what? Wait a second. We're supposed to have no DM here. We're supposed to have no dungeon master. Now we're all taking turns. Every encounter has a new dungeon master now. What happens to his player? Is someone else playing his player? No player likes that. Nobody likes that. Someone, someone's playing his character. What? No. He can't be the dungeon master and play against the creatures the dungeon master is controlling. No one's going to trust that. This is a way of keeping everyone fair and spreading out the work. No, it's a way of making someone be the DM who doesn't want to be. We've already established Dan Dan, the dumbass man. We've already established that your group doesn't want a DM. But now your, your idea is to force everyone to be a DM. And here's your sign. There you go. That's spreading the misery around. Hey, if we all got to be miserable, yeah. hey, or if one has to be miserable, we all have to be miserable. <laughs> and uh, let's uh, let's let's keep going. Yes, Cherish, that is the new the, thing. No, no. Scroll down. Add story to the adventure. Oh, here's where he gets fast and loose with you know language. One of the best aspects of tabletop role playing is the story. Oh my God, Twitter just killed him. He's canceled. He's canceled. And well, you no, Twitter's going to be okay with them. The Bro SR is going to hate them. And you don't need a dedicated DM to have great stories. Random dungeon generators can help augment the game when no one wants to be a full-fledged DM, but someone volunteers to be the story master. Okay. <laughs> well, at least okay, they'll read it now. No, new term. It's okay. You're no longer a dungeon master. Here's your sign. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 
that that's pretty much all I want to talk about Dan Dan the dumbass man. But well, hey, here's I, what I'm he gonna started check. with. He started with you can play solo or with no DM. And then he ended with these are all the ways to make everyone be the DM. And no one wants to be the DM. So this is a literal bait and switch article. <laughs> he starts you off with one idea and ends you trying to convert you to the idea that no, no, commie is good. Socialism good. Spread the misery around. That way no one's super sad. They're all just a little bit sad. Just making sure there's nobody named Dan that wrote any of these books. Nope. Well, Dan just described a game. Almost what to a T. Describe? Oh, Cosmic Patrol. Yep. But this is that an game improv was made. Game. See, that game was yeah. made to not have a game master. Well, everybody or takes a, turns. A yeah. dedicated game master. Dungeons and Dragons is made to have a dedicated game master. And but not I can play made... Dungeons and Dragons any way I want. Here's your sign. So would you say this person, this Dan Dan, what'd you call him? Dan Dan, the dumbass the, man, the dumbass man uh, plays Dungeons and Dragons, or at least in this idea, in this form of it, plays Dungeons and Dragons wrong? It's literally wrong. It's absolutely wrong. It goes against the rules of the game. <laughs> it's really the only way you can play a role-playing game wrong is if you don't use the rules. And he's not using the rules. <laughs> yeah. It's not a it, it's not a dungeon master suggestion. It's a dungeon master's guide. <laughs> you have to have one. You know? And if by getting around being a DM, you rename the person a story master, you're just stupid. And you deserve to do that fucking off a bridge thing. And while you're doing it, oh yeah, hold this sign. <laughs> In fact, just cement it to your feet. Yeah, just tie it to your feet so you sink faster. Okay, that's mine. And I'm super pissed off now. I got I to take a minute. I got to take a minute. Oh, then I'm waiting because I'm making you look at this one again. Uh, so, uh, this is, so, so yeah. Um, part of the premise of this segment is going to be, when does it go too far? When have you crossed that line? And And we've talked about similar things like this in the past, similar topics, but when have you crossed that line of, okay, you're playing your way versus you're playing a way that I wouldn't play versus, hey, you know, this is your table, you do what you want to, okay, now you're just playing wrong. And everybody's got a little bit different line for that. The, the solo RPG thing, I don't understand it, but it doesn't bother me so much. Um, just because I have seen people do it, I, I don't get the enjoyment. I've got, I've actually got a couple that are dedicated solo RPGs for or against the dungeon or some crap like that. I've never played it, um, but I look through it. So on a premise, I get it, but I do agree with him the whole bait and switch thing where everybody you know changes up DMs. You know, I, I've seen groups have multiple DMs before, but but I think they wanted to do that. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It, it comes, you know, there, there comes a point and in your point might, might be a different point than ours, but there comes a point where it's like, look, 
Some people are just, you have to play it this one way because this is the way, uh, oh, I forgot, the Priors of Gygax. I could read out of my book, uh, the Priors of Gygax, where that's the only way to play and everything else is wrong. Well, I think that's too strict on this side. But then there are some people, everything's Dungeons and Dragons. Now, of course, I will call everything Dungeons and Dragons in a, in a generic sense. So the people are like, hey, what games do you play? You know, D, games like D&D, D&D, you know, whatever. Um, you know, now if somebody is under, you know, knowledgeable, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll become more specific about it. You target your audience. You target the language to the audience. Um, but at some point, you're just doing it wrong. And this is a perfect example of you're doing it wrong. Make your own game. Play your own game. You already within the article redefine terms, <laughs> like okay, a, a dungeon a dungeon dragons has a dungeon master. Now again, I'm not getting hung up on dungeon master, game master. You know, uh, we know why they're synonymous, but went out of its way. The article went out of its way to say, now you have a story master. Wait, what? <laughs> why can't we just have a game master and move on? Um. Can you have this uh, stop and put the DD from Dexter's Laboratory in there to represent Dan Dan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are a few solo games, but the only ones that I can think of are decent are D100 Dungeon, Iron Swarm, and Five Parsecs from Home. I've heard of Five Parsecs from Home. Don't know anything about it. The other ones I haven't heard of. At least I don't think I have. Um, so I, I'm glad we started with Heathen Dogs because I got to be honest, I picked the low hanging fruit. You already all know about this one. You do. But I have to bring it up because everybody else is talking about it. It's time for me to talk about it, too. And I'm just going to say it. This is to Aaron's wife. You're wrong. You're 100% wrong. And uh, you're welcome to come on here, try to explain to me why you're not wrong, and then prove yourself more wrong. We respect you as a person, but... Not in this, ar- not in this regard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your opinions and conclusions are wrong. This is the whole Strixhaven Fire Jolt Cafe... And I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm simply going to show player objectives. Oh, oh, I didn't catch that before. These aren't character objectives. These are player objectives. You're supposed yep. to play while you're working at the, as a barista. So you and I are playing Dungeons and Dragons rolling D20s while, our, while we're actually cleaning the coffee machine. <laughs> I have a Mountain Dew! Yeah, so player objectives, which I think should have actually been character objectives, but whatever. Clean the coffee machine. That is the best Dungeons and Dragons I've ever seen in my life. Every adventure that I go on, I want to make sure I'm cleaning the coffee machine. You know what? I'm going to clean the spokes of the wagon, and I am going to clean out the shit of the stables. Wait a second, wait a second. uh, Throw up the RP gate thing. Oh, the RP gate thing. Throw up Uh, the RP gate thing. Yeah, let me go grab it. Bullet point one. Escapism, yes. not representation. Escapism. I clean coffee machines in real life. I have one. I don't. I don't drink out of it. I I clean it. Why do I want to role play doing something I do in real life? Why Why would I want to do that? I don't get it. I don't understand. Now you do understand the the Strixhaven thing, which is you know kids in high school slash college and the little prom whatever. We t- I think we did an episode. Yeah, on yeah. It. This uh, this is all this is all therapy. Get, getting back at bullies, making yourself feel better. You're you're you you you're on the spectrum. You say you're 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 neurodegenerate or divergent or whatever, and uh, you you want excuses for for being a fucktard, and you 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 play D and D like this. 
Well, I, I'm that, not that's cool. fine. Just stay away from me. Don't be in the same room. <laughs> I can smell failure on you. I, I'm going to quote, uh, not a direct quote, but I'm going to quote uh, Von Zark from our Discord. When he said something to the point of, oh, so this is how these people want to role play because in real life they don't, they're scared of being outside because of bugs and they can't charge their cell phones. Yep. Yeah, yep. he's right. This is not Dungeons and Dragons. And in no way, shape, or form is this Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. If, if you, you say play this a is a game like this, the reason you don't go outside is because you think everyone's staring at you and judging you. You're yeah. right. You're right. They look at you. They can see the failure written all over your face. They can smell the ineptitude wafting off of you like heavy amounts of garlic. Again, join Dan Dan the Dumbass Man on the bridge. And no, it is not interesting. It is not an entertaining way to play the game. This is not Dungeons and Dragons. This is not Dungeons and Dragons. You're playing it wrong if this is what you're doing. Now, there's one exception I will give to this, sort of, only sort of, and not in the way, not in the form that this was done. You're undercover. You remember that Doctor Who episode from like, I don't know, I think it was uh, not a Matt Smith, a guy, David Tennant episode where he's like undercover at the school? Yes. I could see it in a situation like that. We know there's a big bad here. Yeah. This is keeping your cover. Yeah. Okay. I get it. But that's five minutes. That's yep. like, hey, this is what I'm doing during the day. I, 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 you know, yeah, I'm working there. I'm cleaning the coffee. I'm looking out for stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I'm infiltrating. This isn't a full-on session. That's just like a five-minute discussion with all the players. Like, okay, what role are you taking? Oh, I'm taking the role of, of taking customer orders. All right, what, do you, what role are you taking? Well, I'm taking the role of being in the back and, and, you know, grinding the beans or something like that. But then it's done. Then you say, okay, sometime around midday, you start hearing weird noises, roll perception checks, or what the fuck you do in this version of the game. And you move on to the actual meat of the adventure, the killing the rat in the basement, so to speak. But you don't clean the coffee machine as a player objective. No. You don't successfully fulfill drink orders during the morning rush. Because nobody okay, cares about the morning one, I have not met a barista ever that has, that has successfully filled all drink orders. Huh? They've always fucked it up somehow. Now this, this one, save customers from the monster hidden in the newsstand. Newsstand? Yeah, I, I hate to quote pundit here, but pundits are, are, was, is 100% right. This is uh, 21st century Seattle. Yep. And work together to complete a complex drink order. Work together. Oh my God. The, do people dream of working at Starbucks now? I mean, is, is Starbucks the new astronaut? Or fireman? I mean, is this what the world's come to? All right. Did you take the barista position or the cashier position? Because now you have to make a dexterity sleight of hand check in order to create drinks and keep the barista area tidy. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're the cashier? You better make an intelligence investigation check to recommend drink orders. This is shit you don't roleplay. Like, I was telling somebody the other day, like, I, I don't roleplay. If your character comes in to buy rope, you just buy rope. You know, we might role play out. Actually, I was talking with Sheriff last night. You got a great example. I'll role play out the because you know what I'm talking about with Earth Dawn drink, um, you know, blood pebble armor. I'm gonna role play that out because you're gonna negotiate for something that's gonna be in you know put it, rocks are put under your skin. <laughs> you know, it's a magical you know a procedure. 
you, you, yes, you're going to roll your haggle skill on that. I'm not going to let you roll your haggle skill to get rope. Just go buy the rope. What does it say in the book? Go buy the rope. We're not having every single little NPC in the freaking world talk to you. Just some things you just do. Getting a latte, which doesn't even exist, but getting a latte would not be something I would role play ever. You just do it. Yeah, you just do it. Let alone now have to roll a check for it. Oh, yes. oh, clean crew, uh, cleanup crew member. You have oh. to roll dexterity to clean up areas. You can't just take a broom and sweep. Nope. Or a mop. Or anything. You have to roll. And then, of course, the server. Because you want to get those tips. Why Serve drinks. It, why are you making this happen to me? Take ad hoc drink orders because... <gasps> And attend the newsstand. The standard DC for a task is eight. Okay, anyway. I can stop sharing that. This is not Dungeons Dragons. You are playing it wrong. I said it. I mean it. You're a fucktard. Uh, what was it the heathen dog was saying? Go, go fuck off a bridge. Wait, how'd you say that? Go fuck yourself off go a bridge. Fuck off a bridge. Go fuck off a bridge. Uh, yeah, put up your sign, please. Because uh, that, 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 that needs to go up there because, no, you're... you're oh, I lost it. Oh, I lost my mouse. Oh, there we go. Because oh, you, you're, you're literally, and I mean literally in the literal sense, not in the figurative literal sense. You're literally playing the game wrong. This is not Dungeons & Dragons. This is Tea Party. And, and, I, and I put this, into, I think, into, into Dolly's stream where I said, um, Daddy, can we have Tea Party? Well, yes, dear. We can have tea party. Let me go get my dungeon master guide in D twenty. That's not how this is done. And no, there are some there are some things that you do at your table that I can't I can't sit here and say. Well, how people play at their own table is their own business. No, this is cross that line. This is beyond that line because you're literally not playing the game. But I'm making the attribute checks. They're stupid. Uh, I, I was actually talking uh, talking about this earlier. Um, there is, you know, play the game your way. Homebrew rules. Still looks, feels like D&D. &D. It's fine. However well, I actually got play, some things for you on that. that. That's fine. But if you're playing D&D &D in your basement, the same way that a serial killer is having sex with dead bodies, it's everybody's <laughs> problem. If you play D&D like this, you're the serial killer and you've become everybody's problem. You know, I, th I think Chris Black said it right, at least this first part here. I, I usually do not go there, but this is not D&D. Right, right. I like to have the benefit of the doubt that how you play at your table is your business. Um, but this is going to segue into the last part of, of this part of segment two, which. Uh, so I, I'm going to say this and, and Heathen Dog can counter me or, get, or even give more examples uh, if he wants. So what I wrote down here is I just five minutes before the stream started, I just kind of scribbled some stuff down. I was like, these games are diverse. Dungeons and Dragons can be diverse. You are not going to offend me by saying I play D&D &D in space, whether that's Spelljammer or you come up with the old thing like the old Gamma World or whatever, because you're just using Strength Dexcon, using Thacker or Combat Chart, you know, wh whatever. You got the same saving throws. None of that matters. You just added Pew Pew in there versus, you know, a sword, you know, and you probably still have swords. Yeah. Um, but... You can still do it. The, the The rules for these games are, I mean, they're just diverse like that. You can make any setting you want, but that's the thing. And, and I'll get to that in a moment. So uh, I, I, again, five seconds, I wrote down, you can have D&D &D in space. You can have anthropomorphic land. 
your furries and your was it tabaxi and aracora and the owl people and rabbit people and hippopotamus people gif whatever you can have all that um doesn't mean i necessarily like it you can have dungeons and lasers hyperborea kind of does that uh but for me you cross a line when you have uh starbucks role-playing and even if you do that at your table, it's wrong. You can have your dwarf druids. Ravens, are you there? Uh, you can have your dwarf druids. And why is that okay to do at your table? Because those are settings. Those are homebrews. Dark Sun has cannibal halflings. Dark Sun has shitty ass scientists. And one day I'm, I'm going to have you actually do that whole 12th level psionic can, can stop the cataclysm thing again. That you, sh- that you showed us back in the day. Because people have asked about yeah. that. When You've I bring it up, about that? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah I, I bring it up because I'm like, that's why I don't like science second edition. It's too powerful, you know. Um, but anyway, but you, you can have these different worlds. You can have Eberron, which I think is just an Earth Dawn ripoff, but you can have Eberron. Oh, I got to drink again. Um, you, because there's their own self-contained settings. And you could say, well, mine's just a homebrew. And that's just on DM's Guild. And in one way, yeah, that's just on DM's Guild. But... The more we allow this shit to happen without mockery, shame, like Ethan Dog said last week, we got to bring back more shame. I've been saying that for a lot of years, but it's it's a hundred percent true. We got to bring back shame in this world. Those kids standing out after they you know steal crap from a store, and parents make them put a sign on saying "I stole from this store." That that's that's not bad for the psyche. That's good for the psyche. You're not going to feel like you want to do that again. And I don't care if kids at school at school tease you. You probably shouldn't have been you know, stealing yeah. crap from the store. You had it coming, right? So at your own table, or as a unique setting, so many things can happen. But what happens is, is this stuff slowly gets translated into core products. And this goes to the last thing I didn't show, I didn't show it. But those of you who have seen that new monster manual, or not, that, the monsters of whatever it's called, that, that leak that came out from us, uh, not Nerd Rotic, um, Nerd Immersion, I think it was, um, that, that had that two-parter. I did not watch the whole thing. But uh, I did, you know, I did get a glimpse of it. So I might not be perfectly accurate on this, but my point still stands: is you get this nonsense. You can be an Umber Hulk in a Drow's body. What does that mean? Uh, I don't have sensitivity to sunlight. I do have extra hard skin that you can't break through. Uh, I have the abilities of the Umber Hulk. Uh, I don't have any of the abilities of the Drow because I chose not to take them. But I, but I have the dark skin and white hair and pointed ears. Isn't that just like the shapeshift spell? But no, no, that's who I am. This, I am this. I'm not shapeshifted. I am this. I oh, am no, a- no, no one cast magic on you because obviously uh, just because you identify as an Umber Hulk, you have all the abilities of an Umber Hulk and yes. not. Okay. Uh, you need to join Dan. <laughs> Put sign up. Let's <laughs> put the sign up. Stop. You need to join Dan and fuck off that bridge. <laughs> fuck off that bridge. Uh, but the, but the, the rationale is now everybody could do whatever they want. No. 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 These are some. No. The core rules should never incorporate nonsense like that. Core rules should not incorporate prom dates and Strixhaven and so and and uh, uh, and you know fifteen year olds you know trying to run back and forth to class. When this shit okay. comes into core products, what's up? The sentiment. Everyone can do whatever you want has never ended well in any situation. It's always been bad. It's always been a train wreck. Somebody takes it too far. Yes. Without rules, there's always that asshole who's going to ruin the day for everybody. 
Always. In real life, in games, everywhere. There's always, you know, if 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 you let Leroy Jenkins join the show, he's going to screw everybody up. But redo. But he wants to play his way. If everybody dies, if you wipe, we'll just reset. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh Hey, actually, we had a Rick and Morty reference, but that's another Rick and Morty reference, the the, uh, the Vat of Acid episode. Uh, in season four, where he, where he uh, Rick makes that time uh, that device where uh, he basically he can oh, save right. his, yeah, yeah. his position. Yeah. But then right at the end, he's like, oh, no, there were consequences. <laughs> uh, but uh, um, yeah, it, my, my thing is just, you know, some people were saying even on Fridays, like, why are you crying about this? Because you don't play Dungeons and Dragons anymore because it's bigger than Dungeons and Dragons. It might be in Dungeons and Dragons, but look, Dungeons and Dragons, we're taking out slavery from everything in our games because that's problematic. And then Paizo does it too. Now you have the 800 pound and the 100 pound gorilla. Taking, taking out slavery. Oh yeah, we're going to remove all slavery because it's a naughty, naughty, poo-poo thing. Who are you supposed to fight against? And then, you, you know, it, it just spreads from there. People put disclaimer, you know, Watsy said, I'm going to put a disclaimer in my book. And then you have those asshats, uh, was it Evil Hat or whatever the fuck they're called, that put that uh, big disclaimer about H.P. Lovecraft that we talked about a while ago. Ugh. Like the, the problem is this shit spreads. And we need people like you to stop it from spreading. I'm actually Don't reminded, buy this shit. Yeah, I'm actually reminded of uh, something that um, uh, Grim, uh, Jim said. <laughs> Uh, with if if you if you take out all of what they call problematic from a story, you're removing reasons for conflict. And without conflict, you can't have growth, and therefore you can't have a story. If you take out slavery, there's no slavery to fight. If you take out racism, there's no racism to rally against. If if you if you take out the 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 bioessentialism of orcs, and and make them a race of people with feelings and 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 dreams and lives. Outside well, how expansion, are you massacre them. You know, I mean, <laughs> how, how are you gonna how are you gonna fight them? You have to take every orc on his own. Now, I want to put this back up because uh, I don't because I don't play D anD D. But this, this is that's kind of the point that I'm making. I, I'm going to get a little political without being directly political here for a moment. The way the world has been changing for like the last ten or so years with woke culture, outside of just the gaming hobby, whether it's uh, you know, things that are happening in life. All right. That's very similar to, you know, our TV shows are getting changed our comic books are getting changed and all that nonsense. Right. Um, I had friends even five years ago. Give it, they're laughing at me. To, oh, my God. You just scream about this stuff all the time and you just overreact. And, blah, blah, blah. and a lot of people watch the Friday Night Chill stream have heard me say this before. These same people are pulling their kids out of school because they're like, oh, my God, what happened? Like I, I my, they're teaching my kid this nonsense. I'm like, remember like five and 10 years ago when I was telling you this crap was happening, maybe 10 years ago was a bit hyperbolic. But, but what I'm saying is you have to stand up to stop it because, Oh, it's just D and D. I don't care. No, <laughs> Oh no, it's not. You know, now there are a couple weirdos out there who say, well, it doesn't matter. Cause I only play first or second edition AD and D. I don't buy the new stuff. Hey, that's fine. If that's what you do. Cool. I, I'm, I'm glad you do that. But there, but I want to see, people as the games go forward still make good games that you know because let's be honest uh, you know chimerians kind of mentioned this uh uh is that the game evolves and we've talked about this the game does evolve what you did in 1977 
isn't what happens today. The game has evolved. There are better systems. Look, D&D is not the best system out there. As much as we love it for both nostalgia purposes and the fact that it works, it is not the best game out there. Everybody's got their own opinions on what is the best game. I love the step system. That's why I love Earthdawn so much, even if it's I've got quibbles over it. But I love that system. I think that is one of the best systems. For a more rules light, I love the Forbidden Lands or the Year Zero engine. Love it. Because I think it does what it's supposed to do. I, I don't want to see... Unfortunately, that's the whole issue with Earthdawn, is I don't want to see this stuff infiltrate that. And I don't want to see that the next generation of games that come out with this nonsense in there, like, oh, so when we're not supposed to be worrying about slaying dragons or stopping, you know, evil slavers or evil necromancers trying to turn everybody into, you know, undead zombie world. We're supposed to, you're problematic in a poo-poo face. We're going to have to ostracize you from this club. All right, boys. You know, go go play that college humor. Um, it was a fur, furries are gross. <laughs> uh we're we're gonna give him the the, the care bear stare. Gift <laughs> mode activate. <laughs> uh, so so that that's my point, and I'm just I'm just saying this. And look, if you take offense to this, even if you're normally on my side, but now you can't be on my side, I, I sorry, but if you're putting your head in the sand and think this is only D and D, and I'm not calling out the person who's who's comment I, I put up there because that was just. Good impetus, good segue. Yeah, good, good example into that. But it doesn't matter if it's real life. Oh, this doesn't affect me. It's affected my friends that are in unions, my friends that are not in unions. It's affected my friends that uh, that have had normal jobs and my friends that work for the government like this guy. It's affected people in the gaming hobby. It's affected people, comic book artists and, and writers. It's affected. Look, it doesn't matter where you are. Now, it might affect you to different degrees. I live out here in the middle of nowhere. It can't affect me. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. Yes, it can. Absolutely, yes, it can, because all of this is indoctrination through the education system and the media. Twitter, why are we letting those 8 to 12% weirdos on Twitter dictate how our hobby goes? Fuck them. They don't even buy the books or play the game. Fuck them. Don't let them do it. And you have to stand up against it. And there's a couple ways to do it. Number one, just don't buy their shit. That's the easiest one. If you don't believe that, that what I'm saying, that you have a, a dog in this fight, just don't buy their shit. That is the win right there. That's the number one win. Outside of that, we need more people. You know, I've had people recently come to me about the last month, quite often, like, you keep talking to the other people, it's convincing them to make, uh, make their own YouTube channels. Isn't that bad for you? I don't fucking care. I want more people to stand up against this. And if all of a sudden there are a million YouTube channels that have 20 followers that are up against this, that's better than one YouTube channel with, uh, with uh, 2,000 followers that's standing up against it. More voices, more accidental possibilities of clicking on these things saying, oh, crap, that's another person saying this is dumb. I would love to. If I could do everything in Odyssey, I would. Oh, yeah. Subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> throw it up. Throw it up. Uh, I'm not on the page. Uh, I'll get it up. Boop. There it is. So. I'm going to leave the rant at that. Uh, I want to see if some of these comments, because the, the big thing that I just want to get across is... You do have a part to play in this, and it's really bothersome to me when people say, well, it doesn't affect me. Because they always come back later and say, ah, this affects me now. <laughs> like, well, it wouldn't have affected you if you would have stopped it. Like, like the school system one is like, dude, why don't you go to the school administrators? Oh, it's not that bad. It's not that big of a deal. And then he had to pull his kids out of school because by the time that he could have, uh, by the time the issue directly affected his daughter, he couldn't affect change anymore. The school board had already decided 
The parents, you know, the, even the, the couple of parents that did show up were drowned out by the few parents who didn't. Even though after the fact, a ton of parents were in there like, we've already decided this is the way it's going to be. You had your chance. Yeah. Oh, I like this statement. Let's let's put that. We got to plaque that one up. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's see. What is this? Uh, I was talking about this with a good friend. We mostly have social justice retards who have never played RPG. Yeah. Yeah, they don't make anything new. They ruin our stuff. Ruin our stuff. Yep, everyone, everyone has been affected, so. All right, anything you want to add on to that, or should we start bringing people in? We should start bringing people in. Okay. Uh, I don't have a slide for that anymore. Do you want to uh, do the I'm invite, or do you... don't have a slide for that anymore. I just haven't made it. God damn it. It's not necessary. <laughs> all right fine all right here, here's the deal people you want to come in and and talk about something i love it talk about what we've talked about today either in segment one or segment two comments and questions fine keep your questions and comments short if it's a question we will answer it as best we can if it's a comment we will we will comment in kind don't draw it out I have one question with 47 parts. Fuck off the bridge with Dan. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's going to be, that's going to be your new, I, I want to make a t-shirt on that to like fuck off the bridge or maybe even fuck off the bridge with Dan. But I like the with Dan part. Cause even though nobody really gets it unless they watch the show, uh, <laughs> that's but right. that's how a good meme works. Yeah. Oh, I am pissed. No, no, sure. That, that, that whole article, that whole article, I had, I had to read it. I had to read the entire thing. All right. I read the entire thing be because Max told me that that I needed to come up with something too. I had to read that that entire giant schmear of piss and shit. And then I had to tell other people about it, which made me feel oh, double. It was dirty. even better. It's like right before, like five minutes before the stream started, I said, Oh, let me tell you what my topic's gonna be. He got up and walked away. I didn't think he was coming back. <laughs> I was done. I was up to here. And and th then I then I saw that the player objectives, the first one was fucking coffee. I was like, I'm out. Like and I'm remember, out, walk away. he's supposed to be the reasonable one. I'm the ranty one, but you know, hey, that that should tell you how bad and how stupid this stuff is. So there's the link. Come on in. Uh, anything about mechanoids that we've talked about so far, or you have any questions about mechanoids or or the game, or 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 the mechanoids themselves, or the people, the humans of Gideon E. Love to answer it. You want to talk about how people play stupid games and do it wrong. Or do you, do you want to talk about Dan? I'll talk about Dan all day. Then come on in. Well, it's fuck off the bridge with Dan. Yeah, fuck off the bridge with Dan. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Boop. We have Mark Hawkman who gets another punch in the card. <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, one of the things I was actually thinking about was the whole thing you were talking about with mechanoids. It's like the setting is one of those where if it wasn't so over the top, like humans already lost the war sort of thing, I, uh, you know, it actually sounds like it would be a very, very cool sci-fi, you know, war setting. Well, mm. I think the point of it, humans already lost the point of it is to get to the second one where you, you have to go to the ship. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The, the, the whole thing is, uh, they, I, I, I think that, uh, that, that Kevin wanted to make, 
a, a feeling of like World War One trench warfare. You know, like you're in the trench, you're all in shit. You know you're gonna die all the time. Like any moment you could die, just an errant shell. Will hmm. hit you. That's what the mechanoids are. They he wants you to feel that dread. Hmm. And then in book two, you get a plan. You can't beat them, but you can fake them out. Yeah. So you fake them out. And then then there's the hope. And maybe in book three, he pulls that hope out from under you like a dirty rug. And you or die maybe there's the, the you, you, you die horribly end. as a rat in the walls of the mothership. Who knows? Right. We're going to find out. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it does evoke a feeling of hopelessness, but that's what he was going for. Hmm. Yep. And, and, and he got, if you remember from the first episode, he got complaints about that where people are like, why yeah. would I do this game? It's if, if, if it's all, yeah. it's all dark. And uh, what, the only thing I'm, I'm nervous about for the third book that I hope doesn't happen is that we need like alien saviors. I want the characters, the, the PCs through the, through that adventure to be the ones that resolve it. See, uh, yeah. well, one thing that I, I noticed in all this stuff is that there's that, that, that whole, like, you know, it's like, this isn't actually the entirety of the human race. No, this is just an isolated border <laughs> world uh, se subsection of the human race. And while it's a nice planet, or was before the mechanoids, mechanoids it really ruined it. Even that good before then, but all right. Okay, it was a livable planet at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is like a tiny subset of the human race, and there's right. it's like you know one out of you know however many hundred uh worlds uh, humans have colonized sure. i don't know how many does did it say no nope. it, 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 it focuses solely on the human colonists of gideon e it focuses solely on them and makes vague references to the federation which gets there in time it, 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 it doesn't say who the federation are or what they're composed right. of are they aliens are they humans are they a mixture i don't know it it's very vague on the details because i think intention doesn't need broke. it yeah it's, it also doesn't need it for yeah, you're because playing the Federation's this not going to get here in time this is yeah. stated as they're that. literally not even in this solar system <laughs> no they are they are gone they are they are going to get here it's, and it's, they're going to see huh our star charts say there was a planet here but there's no planet i guess we got lost i made a wrong turn at albuquerque that's what the federation's going to do and by I, I, then, you're either going to be on the mothership or you're going to be dead. I'm actually starting to wonder if maybe the mechanoids' mothership is literally like the entirety of their entire race and culture. I, look, you're getting too deep for this conversation. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> it, it doesn't get into that in the in the first trilogy. In the, in the Rift Source book, too, it gives a much more uh, robust backstory. Hmm. Maybe that's how we'll close out, out the European books. There are <laughs> several uh, motherships. This is just one of them. Ah. That, that, that's how we can close out the European books, kind of a full circle thing, right at the end, you know, December of this year. We can come back and say, remember mechanoids? Well, here's what. Yeah. All right, Mark Hockman. Anything else, real quickly, because I'm uh, going to get Joe in here and then. Uh, hey, this is a radio call in show. Yeah, uh, th th there was one other thing, but I just don't remember what it was. Maybe I'll, you know, like come back later if I remember. Yeah, what it okay. was. Throw, throw it up in chat if if you can, or or throw up in chat if you want to come back in after Joe's done. Okay. All, All right. right. Boop. And boop. now we have Joe from Biggest Geekers. Joe, what do you know? Well, I don't know Palladium all that well. Okay. But from what you're describing of the mechanoids. Yep. The great thing about them is they are clearly evil. 
Oh yes. yeah. And 100%. like the like the orcs are supposed to be played. Yep. They're <laughs> the evil. Go kill them. No no remorse. No, no regret. Remorse. Just. Nope. I, I really like heathen dogs analogy of the Daleks because that is, I mean, mm -hmm. they were bred evil. <laughs> yep. Exterminate. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, the, the only difference between a mechanoid and a Dalek is the, the mechanoid will play with it before killing it. Because <laughs> so the mechanoid's the, a cat? Yeah. The, 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 the mechanoid seriously hates humanity. Whereas the Dalek just thinks every other race is inferior and should be gone. It hates everything. Yeah, hates the, itself. the mechanoids hate with a fiery passion everything humanoid. Hate. Why is everybody saying this? That's like the theme of today. Stop it. No, no they're not. We completely <laughs> understand the mechanoids. They completely understand us. This puts us on other side, opposite sides of each other. Yes. yes that, what, okay, that, that was your statement. I agree with it. What else? Anything, anything else? Um, as far as all of the barista nonsense, oh, and and uh, what was what was the that was uh, that was just dumb. I don't, yeah. I, yeah. Uh oh, he broke. I'm hoping okay. to fix that this week. As dumb as his ISP. Yes, extremely. What are you going to do when you find out it's not your ISP? I'm gonna stab it's like my a mem mem out. memory leak or something. <laughs> yeah. Um. I can understand that's a third party deal that somebody did and said, Oh, this is nice. And then I can't imagine anybody wanting to buy it. Actually, it's hang a on. Serious gamer. That, that was free. Yeah. I didn't buy it. I had it it's all right there. It's a free. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, no, that, that whole, that whole coffee house nonsense that, that was published under what umbrella? DMs oh, Guild. DMs Guild. Yeah. DMs yeah, Guild, yeah, yeah. which is if you post anything in DMs Guild, who does it belong to? Oh, I guess so. That's true. It's there. TSR. Now. There it's you go. Course. It is now no, no, a TSR don't, product. Don't, no, no, no. Stop that. Hidden dog. Stop. No, it's not TSR. Oh, it's no, not TSR. Watsy. It's, it's, it's a Watsy product. Ooh. Sorry. Ooh. Sorry. It is, it is a Watsy product, <laughs> an official Watsy product the moment it was published on DMs. I don't know how official it is, but they own the rights. Yeah. They own it. So it's theirs. Well, like the combat wheelchair, it could easily get absorbed. They are yeah. they are kind of bogus well, at this point. That's my point. Is like, oh, who cares if somebody wrote that adventure? And and to some degree, I agree with that. But that stuff becomes canonized, which is why I know the shitty ass fucking. <laughs> well, they don't they don't do the what um, Palladium did and just divide everything out into world books. Yeah. Why, why am I why am I in a wheelchair with red because pumps? You got it coming. Hey, got, those are special oh, yeah. pumps. You watch it. You're too hateful. <laughs> You're filled with hate. No, I was I was telling my wife yesterday why I like this so much. I said it, it's like I don't know if it's intentional or whatever, but there it's just it's a, a joke on so many levels. Yeah, it's easy to say, oh, you're stopped by stairs. You're in a wheelchair. It's easy to say, you know, to to make fun of you know putting little wings on me from Thacko the Clown or you know and putting the red pumps. You know, like all the 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 thing that took the cake for me that made me just absolutely love this thing was. Of all things, I'm chased by a slime. Something that if I got up here, I'd be like, nah, 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 you know, uh, and, and and there it is. Is it uh, green? Yeah, yeah. It's a green slime. Well, you can it's always run faster than that. They, they, they take forever just to get up on yeah, top of a yeah. ceiling. I can't run faster than anything. Stuck I'm stuck. The <laughs> then, you know, it's, 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 it's like in Deadpool. You know, you're going to get killed slowly by a Zamboni. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what makes this. Uh, that's why I, I mean, I don't know if you guys thought it through like that or if it's just accidental, but either way, that was that's what makes that thing so funny for me.
I love it. Yeah, yeah. And that, uh, as far as the article that Heathen Dog railed on about, mm -hmm. uh, it's something that I've just found very few outlets have articles, unless uh, that are worth worth reading uh, about gaming, especially from so-called journos, uh, uh, gaming journalists. It's all it's all activist writing now. Yeah. Very now, 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 what somebody did complain in chat, I think it was Mark Hockman of all people, but uh, that that article was, and I did mention this before we started the stream, like that article is pretty old. It was from 2017, but it's still the point that he's making. Like, like it's actually a relevant article today because people are still talking about that nonsense. It's not about solo RPG gaming. It's about how to play the game wrong. Like, oh, just because everybody plays Dungeons and Dragons with dice doesn't mean you have to. You can play Dungeons and Dragons by flipping a coin. You're not playing Dungeons and Dragons then right if right. you do it for like one thing like hey every morning you guys wake up because of the way this world works and you flip a coin and either the clouds or no clouds or whatever that's i'm, I'm not talking about nuances that's, like that you know whatever I, yeah I'm, ta I'm talking about changing the entirety of the game then you're not playing the game and no you're not going to sit here and tell me with a straight face i can play however i want because i will sit here with a straight face and say you're a fucking retard yeah you have to have a dungeon master yes I mean, go with this guy named dan <laughs> that, I'm keeping that. That's staying on our. Uh, I'd really in, in, rather in a, not. <laughs> you don't, don't want to fuck off the bridge with Dan? No, I don't want to even meet the guy. <laughs> I'll wave at him from like a mile away and yeah. watch him fall in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And All right, wait he, and wait just a little too long to call for help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a, he's, you he's know, only just long enough to where he's not going to survive, but not too long to where you might get blamed. He's come up once. He's Phil come Collins up might twice. write a song about me if I do. Yeah, that. Phil Collins will write a song about me. <laughs> so all right, Joe. Him. I'm a Christian too, so I got to help him. I'll call yeah. him all every name I can think of as I'm pulling him out of the water. Stupid idiot. Anything. Anyway. So, all right. Happy Sunday. You, you as well, Thank sir. You, Joe. All right. I put the last call out there for anybody. If anybody wants to come in. <laughs> Oh, Mark Hawkins thought of his thing. All right. He redialed. He's got us on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was it? Oh, Mark. Hello? Oh, uh, what I would say, I think of was the whole thing of um, people using false pretenses for their, you know, woke posturing. It's just a whole, it's like, Oh, we're getting rid of all of the racism because of the fact that is racism is wrong. It's like, okay, but if you're going to do that, why are you, you know, purging that as an aspect of the bad guys in your store rate? <laughs> well, well, the the thing is, is they're the racist. That's the that's the part that just drives me crazy. They're the racist. I found a new channel. In fact, I wasn't going to advertise this, uh, but I, I want to do this because, and I haven't watched everything that he's done yet. But I just found it the other day. Somebody posted on my uh, my Facebook. Um, with me just one second here i want to find this and and i want everybody to subscribe to this channel and obviously you know you have to tell them legion of myth sent you um i think that's it that yes that is it where do i find his actual channel please 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 subscribe this guy doesn't know us from adam oh god he had a video that just almost caught up to us that's i have to check on that what did he do um rpg Elite. It's RPG Elite, and he talks and he talks about that. Uh, 
kind of the tokenism or the whole concept of, uh, you know, oh, white saviors coming in like, oh, obviously I'm too stupid to, to understand what you're trying to say. I need you to make it easier for me. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's one of those things that um, was in a um, discussion I was in earlier. So, you know, it's like the whole idea is like, we need to, you know, do this for people. And then it's like, wait, so you're saying those people are unable to help themselves and they're helpless babies that they need you to, you know, help them because, you know, obviously, you know, no one else is going to do it. You, you a know. valley girl now? <laughs> well, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's, it's like, why, 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 are, why are you doing this? It's like, because, well, it's, it's like what I mentioned on one of the previous uh, th things about that one uh, a project earlier is that you're simultaneously insulting your target audience by patronizing them and um, uh, insulting everyone else by, by telling them that they are, you know, bad people for not having your thing. And it's, it's just like, mm. Actually, yeah, I saw some people that, uh, that I, I, I don't think, myth on there. I don't think it's actually ever going to be a, uh, well, it's like you say, it's like uh, they're catering to people who don't actually buy their stuff and aren't going to buy their stuff even after they cater to them. So it's yeah. kind of like a lose-lose from a financial standpoint. Yeah, it's, I think. It's, it's valley girl activism. You know, it's it's all it's all talk, you know, to 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 get some uh, college resume, but they don't really believe in it. It's the same thing. And all, and, all and, and, of, and and of course, at the end of the day, you don't actually get money from the activism anyways. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna end up meaning nothing. That's but it, 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 it pisses off the whole bunch of people because people uh, actually the people who actually buy into what you say make life miserable for the people who don't, and then a whole lot of strife and misery gets created just yeah. because you're Chaos. trying to make money and you're not even succeeding at making money. No, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, it's a it's 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 an idea that has no end game, it has no purpose, and when it's done, the world is worse for having it have it happen. That's that's it. All right. Uh, yeah, I like the basic expert also. Um, uh, but I, I was just uh, somebody posted that uh, RPG Elite guy. And I was like, really RPG Elite? I'm like, ugh. But uh, just because the name, but I, I like his no holds barred. I think the dude, I don't know if he was or not, but uh, I think the dude was in the military. He really reminds mm -hmm. me of somebody who was in the army, the air force or something, just the way he c conducts himself, but he does his videos. I like his videos I've watched three so far and I, and I really like them. So I just, again, remember you got to say Legion of Myth sent you though. I, <laughs> I, I want to get him on either a Friday stream or maybe even one of these uh, for a segment two at some point uh, to talk about his channel. Cause uh, I, you know, I just think I think his perspective. Well, first of all, it's obviously a good perspective considering that if you saw his channel, uh, uh, you know who he is. Um, and he's been doing this a long time, so he's been doing it in that circle. And he talks about that. Watch his video on on uh, was it why black people don't play Dungeons and Dragons? Mm -hmm. Like like. I was like, wow, yeah, 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 I saw some of that. Not that I know, oh, I live the black life. No, 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 but I saw a lot of that. And it's funny because when I was in the Air Force, when I was in high school, and Von Zark can, can uh, uh, confirm this, we had a black guy in our, so we had like three in our entire school of like 2,500 people, okay? Three. That's how white my school was. But one of them was in our gamer circle. His name <laughs> is Sada Parmenter. Um, 
Then, then there was the uh, uh, when I was uh, in New Mexico. He did mostly war gaming and board games, but there's a black guy. This dude would have me rolling. The, the guy actually kind of had a rule where he and I could not be in the same game together because we would just we'd be laughing and, and, and you know just kind of disrupting the game because he was always making me laugh. I was always making him laugh. But since then, oh, I haven't played with any uh, black people. Like Korea, I didn't. Uh, hmm. Andrews, our, our entire circle at Andrews wasn't right. I mean, you were that's, there. That's he dug, yeah. like, um, and, and, and we were in DC. How could you not find a black person? <laughs> you know? Well, uh, that's because we were also, you know, on a, on a military base. It's, it, it's, it's oh, not, we, still, we went to Springfield a few times. I don't know if you well, were with us, but I mean, like Bob I and I would go to Springfield. I mean, when I was in DC, I actually had several coworkers who were black people. Well, no, it's I, not the coworkers. Know. We're, we're talking the actual gamers. Like, I right. they well, get, but, you know, one of them, you know, kind of sort of did that sort of thing, too. <laughs> All right, then. Um, anything else? Because uh, uh, it, it, it was just the whole it's like it's like someone is making an advertisement saying buy our stuff because we're doing this thing. And they're basically just lying through their teeth. I just yeah. <laughs> agreed. Yeah, yeah just a uh, bullshit woke marketing. That's basically all it is. At, at the end of the day, nothing's actually changed. Well, and well. Also, there's the simple fact that what they they claim to be uh, trying to achieve is not even what they're doing. Not achievable. <laughs> that's pretty funny too. They're trying. Yeah. All right, that, that that's uh, that's going to be it for segment three. So thank all you right. again, Mar Hawkman, for popping in twice. All right, see you later. Not trying to be not trying to be rude to him, but we're trying to keep this like a a call in yeah. thing here. So I do want to pop this up one more time. So in the late '80s, I was in high school. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, and uh, I did ten years in Germany from two thousand and ten, December two thousand and ten, until what, what? When did I get here last year? Uh, May May of last year. So May. yeah, I was on Ramstein for basic, well, a little stint in the middle. I was back in Illinois, but uh, for that was for less than a year. Uh, but yeah, I spent uh, ten years in Germany. Didn't I, never got to do the checkpoint Charlie thing though. Oh, so. All right, I think I think this is a pretty good episode. I, I really liked yeah. how we breezed through the. Uh, the mechanoids, the mechanoids portion yeah. of it. I, I thought when you were reading everything, it was going to take forever, but there really wasn't a lot. I mean, that that it was dense at the beginning, but right. then pretty much everything else. Um, yeah, I thought that was good stuff. And then our our hot takes. Obviously, don't care what uh, what y'all think. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, I mean, I mean, obviously we care what our viewers think, but but uh, you know, I was like, well, you know, what, Max, you're just an evil poo poo face. Yes, I am, and I don't care. Like I've been okay. called worse, worse by better, and Dan. Fuck off a bridge. <laughs> I'm making There's that shirt. Your is that is that a copywritten sign? I have no idea. Oh, I see something on there. Smart sign. I might not be able to use that. Uh, Dang it. Uh, oh, well, if I, I mean, I can find a stop sign somewhere and I can just I can superimpose a hand on it. So I can I can Photoshop that at some point. Well, well, we're going to make that shirt. We're going to make that go. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> I'll have to say something other than, or I'll have to like put an asterisk in there or something. Yeah, yeah, you have. You're gonna have to use characters, but but have it be just enough to where you know what the word is, but it's not spelled out. And then you know it'll it'll, it'll be it'll be fudge off with Dan on, on the bridge. Here's your sign. <laughs> hey, you kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I'm usually the oldest one everywhere I go, so I'm happy. Yeah. That's, true. that's why we bring Joe in here. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's go through our proclivities and call it a day. I think today was a good stream. And uh, where are our things? We do these backwards. Oh, boop.
I want to thank all of our monetary backers. We did get some, don- well, we got a donation today. Uh, yeah, we didn't get any super chats and we didn't get any bits, but that is fine. We still got a donation. Thank you very much for that. And if anybody wants to sneak something in the last second here, we will give a thumbs up or don't. Uh, <laughs> thank uh, all our locals backers, all our Streamlab tippers and our PayPal donators. Really do appreciate that. And of course, followers, subscribers. Wow, what did I say? Followers and some some what the hell did I say? I don't know. I said a word that wasn't a word. Followers and subscribers, our chatters and lurkers, really do appreciate that. How you guys keep that chat going, talking to each other, talking to us. We absolutely love that. And of course, if you don't want to give money to us, go ahead and give it to a charity. Start of a new year, get that tax, get that tax stuff uh, taken care of already by donating to the Wounded Warrior Project. If you use the link on that screen right there, Legion Myth gets a big thumbs up for saying thank you for sending people our way, and we like that. You can follow, subscribe with notification on Odyssey, YouTube, Twitch. I promise the people on Odyssey one day I will read your comments. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I do have Rumble up now, too. I don't have the link here, but I do have Rumble up as well for those of you who are like, oh, my God, get on Rumble. Well, I am. You know, we didn't talk about Star Trek Bridge Crew. Thursdays and Saturdays, Star Trek Bridge Crew, because we have a major and important announcement of yesterday. We defeated. I defeated the Borg. Stop I defeated it. Stop it. I came in as the red shirt. I told them I've got nothing but piss and pot on me because they woke me up from the bottom. You know, I was hiding so that I could get by with it. Letting, letting the little, little smoke go outside the, the starship. They All said, right, we wait. need you on the bridge. Here's I came really up there. Happened. Here's what really happened. Oh God. Max was, was uh, put in a, in a position of authority with no power. And he failed upward. Up until that point, welcome to the new world positions where he had to have skill and guile and sensibility. And we died every single time he was, he was the pilot. We died. He was the gunner. We no, no, no. We only died the first time I was the pilot. Okay. We died the first time. Okay. How many times did we die with you as captain? Once. Did you, did you, uh, did you win the second one? Oh, okay. Well, the, the next next time I went up, uh, we didn't face the Borg, so. Oh, so you cheated? Got it. All right. Well, no, no, we had already beat the Borg by that point. Yeah, you cheated. You, it came around to you. The, the men so, took care of the work, and you got you know you got to walk in our coattails. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> he was the pilot. We died. He was the engineer. We died. When he was put in, in when he was put in a position of something he had to do to help somebody, we died. We didn't when die when I was captain, shooting things. And he was just giving orders. We lived. Now, the important thing is that we also did not follow his orders, <laughs> which is why we lived. It's probably truth to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aye, aye, Captain. And, Go left, and, uh, aye, aye, Captain. Why are we going to... Thank you very much for the uh, for the follow. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Really appreciate that. All right, let's get back to this. I just because it's my it's, my, it's only gonna be the only time that I get to sit here and go yay. It's true. Yes, technically on paper he he captained the the victory against the Borg, our sole victory against the Borg in Star Trek Bridge Crew. Ah, <laughs> uh, there we go. And of course you can uh, you can look at our website, our Discord. Come to our our Discord's growing, and I like it. Uh, even did you see that I created that that kind of out of uh, what do you call it? Uh, shoot the shit channel. Shoot the shit channel. Yeah, I saw that. We'll see how that goes. So far, it's going okay. Keep it that way. <laughs> and of course, you can uh, again locals and buy our stuff on Redbubble, which there's going to be a new shirt up there sometime. Hopefully this week, if I have time. 
But uh, <laughs> fuck off with Dan. With the bridge. Yep. Fuck off. No, fuck <laughs> off the bridge. With Dan. With Brand. Now, you could just say Dan. He'll he'll know we're talking about him, but he won't be able to prove it. All right. And of course, those are the tents. If you want to have a great game, this is the game that you have right here. Here are the three rules. Escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, organic diversity from natural inclusion. Play with everybody that's around you. You want doesn't matter who they are, where they're from, who they sleep with. Just play with everybody as long as they're not a dick your table. If they follow the first two tenants, the third tenant should just fall right into place. And you should be good to go. All right. Uh, do you? I'm not going to have any final words of wisdom here. I'm going to let you do that and mic drop us again. So let me get the mic drop ready, and then you can have some final words of wisdom about uh, maybe jumping off bridges with Dan. <laughs> okay. All right. The way you play your game in your own house, as long as I don't know about it, I don't care how you do it. I really don't. But if if you start touting like this is the way I play, it's great. And it's not, I am going to shame you. You're going to retort because you're a little pussy boy. You're going to retort with, you can't shame me. That's not nice. And I'm going to respond with a punch to your face. You deserve nothing. You're not a human. Play the game right. If you don't like the game you're playing, don't change all the rules. Play a different game. You don't want to play a game that has a dungeon master. Max showed you the book earlier. There's games that literally are made to not have a game master at all. Play that game. Don't fuck with mine. If you do, I'm going to put you on a bridge with Dan.